This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Outlaws and Obelisks. Before we begin, I'd I'd like to say a few words really quickly. Uh Okay. (laughs) Affectionate. Okay. Affable. Uh-huh. Amiable. Uh-huh. Genial. This is going. Congenial. Words that do not. Cordial. Words that do not apply Warm. to our dear. Do not describe you. Demonstrative. <laughs> convivial. Companionable. Wow. And sociable. These are all synonyms for the word friend. And I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, Jeremy Cobb. Oh. give it to you because that last encounter was so sick you know yeah you gave me a gatling I'll, gun I'll fucking mm, give it that was to a you. friendly thing to i'll do. give it to you i'll regret Thank it you. i know i will yeah <laughs> you let me plug my arm into a gatling gun so okay fine <laughs> <laughs> fine <laughs> we got close we got close yeah uh and of course i am joined uh as always by jasper william cartwright and i will be playing tovo reeves god i'm so nervous <laughs> this plan does not bode well for me <laughs> okay i am connie a prince of the he and she i play everybody's favorite time wizard Hoosher, who's also very very scared they're big but they're very squishy fingers crossed that they survive these next mm. few uh, encounters. <laughs> I'm Johnny Charles. Uh, I'll be playing Onurus Budge, who may or may not have some small amount of poop in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never tell. Only never knows. <laughs> Only never knows. <laughs> and finally... Uh, I'm Emily Axford. I'll be playing Lula Jacksplit, and Lula J- Jacksplit is actually not feeling nervous. She's feeling great because she's wearing a freaking conductor hat, and <laughs> she's feeling like she's in the fucking driver's seat of her own life. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are very... You are all technically in the driver's seat of mm. what is left of this train, <laughs> this locomotive that is speeding. You're all packed into this engine room along with P. Sidon, uh, the poor conductor uh, who has lost his hat. Uh, Clem. Clem's Yay. here. Yay. Uh, and and two Barbarossa gang members that you managed to capture. Woo. And you are speeding through the desert towards an imminent meeting with Redbeard Barbarossa and his gang. You have a full day uh, to spend before you get there. So let's go ahead and go through. You guys got a whole bunch of items mm-hmm. from this last yeah, combat. How, how are you planning to divvy these up? 
Uh, let's put them all in the middle and let's just wrestle for it. I like that. Ooh, <laughs> I love the it. Takes it all. You know I'm going to win all the items that way, and I don't know how to use a mage hand. <laughs> I'm far too indelicate for that sort of witchery. <laughs> Please, y'all have already destroyed my entire train. There is not enough physical space inside of this engine room for y'all to wrestle all at the same time. Um, can I just put the piss pot of mutual invisibility on P-Sidon's head? <laughs> <laughs> he starts tumbling around. All right, get to rest. <laughs> his invisible hand is slapping me in the face. <laughs> you all just feel invisible hands. How is he over there and over here at the same time? I don't understand. He is freaking out like a bat god in Every the house. Every now and again, there's this, you just hear this metallic clunk as it just hits the side of the train cars. <laughs> 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 Okay, so who gets what from this pile of loot? Okay. Uh, Tovo, we'll start with you. What do you get? Tovo's just going to look down at the, the, the cool dust hat and then just look up at everyone. I think for the first time at Tovo's eyes, he's got a genuine look of like, he's got like puppy dog eyes going on. It's just, please, can I have a cool hat? <laughs> My... Tafra to, to wouldn't let me have a cool hat. <laughs> I, I reach for it like I want it to, and then I uh, put my hands back in my hair, and I'm like, just kidding, it's all yours. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to let you have it there. That was, that was good. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. <sighs> okay. So uh, you're taking the duster. I'm going to have the, dust, the duster of darkness. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and okay, pop that on. Okay, the duster on. of darkness. All right. Anything else? Then the other thing that would be cool... Uh, I think, to be honest, the only other thing that Tova would kind of like is some of these scribe rounds. Um, mm. Oh, hey, shall I um, count them up? Yes. Yeah, how many do we have? How many have we got? So, just to see how many of these we managed to grab, Budge, please roll me a d4 to see how many scribe rounds we have. Ooh, baby. Okay, okay, we got three. Ooh. Hey! Nice. Three, three scribe rounds. Good. Okay. And... They can uh, they can hold uh, up to, I believe a let's see, I believe a th- uh, fourth level spell. Oof, I believe. Damn. Here. Mm-hmm. That is oh, wild. That wow. be either fourth or fifth, but yes, they can hold up to pretty high level spells. Uh, uh, and could I put a spell into it for someone to hang on to? Yeah, anyone who wants to can put a spell okay. into one of the scribe rounds, and then <laughs> when fired. Nice. Uh, oh it, my! And how long do they stay in there for? Uh, they stay in there pretty much forever. forever. There's no yeah. time limit. Yeah. Budge, I'm going to give you a smite. You deserve to smite. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm just going to, I'm going to, can I grab one? They're like, hey, Budge, would you mind if I have maybe one of those? Hey, you're the gunsling around here. Why don't you take two? Thank you. I'm going to hand, I'll hand one to Hershey and just be like, I don't know what you got. But I know it's gonna be cool. <laughs> Don't even tell what it is. Just tell me which scenario to use it. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm gonna load that puppy up with fireball. Uh, yeah. and I'm <laughs> yes. Tell Tovo if you've got a All lot right. of enemies clustered together, use this one. And I hand oh, it back. Oh my damn. <laughs> That's good. That's so cool. Like as you cast the spell, you see the characters that rise off of your uh, off of your scroll, like attach yeah. themselves and imprint themselves onto the round itself. Mm. And you can just see this round humming with power. Oh boy. Uh, okay, don't drop this. <laughs> I'll put that away. <laughs> I'll, I'll load it like into my hand. <laughs> like, so it's like ready to deploy into the peacemaker at any at a moment's yes. notice. <laughs> I love it. And Lula, you said you wanted a, uh, you wanted a, to put a smite in there? 
jump a smite. Yeah, if you if you want it, Budge, because I feel like if it's a spell, if it's a uh, if it's like this round, can can he use it like on himself, uh, so that he could like uh, smite while he's in barbarian form? Um, you know what? See, now you're supposed to fire the round, mm. but <laughs> I, see, I will. I, see. Okay. I will essentially. I, uh, if if you destroy the round, because oh. I think the I think in any case, if the round is destroyed, the spell would have to be so released. So if you like threw the round in the air and like full hay batter swang yeah. it and just like yeah. smite someone in the face, that'd be so cool. Yeah, basically. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a second level. Unfortunately, that's all. Wait, do I have a third level? Because we're not. Are we immediately going into battle, or are we kind of preparing right now? No, you're just preparing. Okay, cool. So, I mean, all I can give you is a second level sm- uh, searing smite, but it basically lets you do two extra f- uh, d6 of fire damage, mm. and then you light the person on fire, and they have to try to put themselves out, or they keep taking one d6 of fire damage. Does That's that sound the most fun beautiful thing I ever heard. Nice. <laughs> It's just, it's the best feeling in the world when I do it, so I just want to share that feeling. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Can I, I want to maybe look at Luna and be like, hey, oh, that sounds kind of awesome. If there's, if there's any more of that, I got I got one more, so, you know. Um, yeah, do you, I mean, do you want to, uh, do you want to, do you want to do a thunder smite? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so that's an extra 2d6 of thunder damage to the target. Additionally, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 10 feet away from mm. you and knocked prone. Oh, okay. Tobo's in his happy place. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Hoosier and I say, I've been on the other end of your magic. You don't need smiles. Lula, again, I'm so sorry. I, I never meant to knock you out. That no, was- it was... It was sick. It was sick. <laughs> Do you go with a second level thunderous smite or first level? Oh, uh, you can't. That one you can't oh, go. You can't so it outcast. has to be first oh, okay. level. Uh, yeah. Well, at seeing this smite imbued into the round, uh, Camel inside of Tovo's mind says, My, My prince, prince, the thunder of your gun shall echo across the plains. They will hear us coming and, and quiver in their boots. Thank you. That was actually a good tactical warning you just gave me there, Camel. Don't fire this when we need to stay <laughs> under the radar. Okay, good to know. Um, and it was at a third level fireball uh, in the, the previous Oh, yeah. Storm. You know it. That's Sweet. 8d6 damage uh, and half on a save. <laughs> oh, so, my God. You got it, friend. Um, yes, Jeremy, please. are we expending spell slots for these or can we assume that we rest? You will have, yeah, yeah, you will have a long rest. Oh, between. thank God. It's okay. fine. So you can Do just you know have expended them. Do you know what, Budge? I might, if you if you want, I also have like a little maybe plan of how we could use the piss pot of mutual invisibility. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> um, I, There's got to be a good so, reason to put a piss pot on the head. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not for you. Um I could give you a branding smite instead. It's also 2d6 radiant damage, and instead of continuing to take fire damage, they become visible if they're invisible. So I Mm. figure we could always put the piss pot on someone's head, and then both you and I try to branding smite them. (laughs) They'd be visible, and we'd be invisible to them. (laughs) That is unreal. That's amazing. Oh my god. Emily well, that, uh, <laughs> that's a little more complex than I can understand, but it sounds great. So, you're still doing extra damage. Yeah. All right. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's um, for me. So that's that's it for Tovo. Uh, am I correct? What about the? Is anybody taking the hat of holding just up front? Because you guys have it. Uh, mm. Budge, you currently have the hat of holding, I think, because you dumped everything in there. But yeah, you can give it to whoever you wish. Uh, is there anybody who's not wearing a hat yet? Um, I think Tovo might not be wearing I, I a think, hat. I think the the conductor actually has been really <laughs> looking for his hat. You back. see the conductor. The conductor <laughs> looks up with tears in his eyes, one still swollen, nearly shut from the fight that he had with with Lula. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> Anyways, Tova seems like a good candidate. (laughs) I'd be obliged if you could find it within yourself to bestow that hat upon me. All right, Tovo gets the hat. Okay. (laughs) Starts weeping into the controls. Amazing. (laughs) Okay, so next, uh, Hoosier, what items are you taking specifically? I think Lula, like, dists the mage hand glove, so so Hoosier's gotta, like, very, like, sheepishly, like, take it from the pile, because you're like, I'm too intelligent to handle it or something, right? So... Um, gonna... No, no, no. I, I said I'm actually too indelicate oh, inde- <laughs> to handle that sort of witchcraft. No, no, no. I insulted myself, not the glove. Understood, understood. Uh, but Kusha's going to pick it up. Uh, is it, like, way too small for their, like, gigantic pancake-sized hand? It definitely is. This is this is a full this is a full OJ. That's new lore, right? The pancake size hand. <laughs> new lore drop, everyone. Damn, I've noticed your hands are like pancakes. Hey. I don't even have a frying pan big enough for that pancake. Uh, yeah, they're gonna slip it onto their uh, ungloved, exposed hand. Uh, the other one's still wrapped up in a bandage, uh, and they. And I think, like, as they slip it on, like, the, the, the glove, like, uh, like, expands, like, over their fingers and sort of, like, Thanos mm-hmm. taking, like, the Iron Man glove and Ooh, yeah, like, they I put see. it on. <laughs> Has the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, I'll hold on to the lasso, I think, and that's it for now. Alrighty, cool. And uh, Lula, is there anything that you're taking? I would absolutely love that speedy saddle for my sweet Lily. I like to take care of her, and I know that she she likes a new saddle every now and then. I do like to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention it would look so good with the color of your fur. Mm-hmm. Very stylish indeed. I believe it would... It, what What color is Lily, actually? She's a jackal uh, color, but like, almost like orange. Okay. It would it would complement like the o- my orangey mottled hue <laughs> very beautifully. Yeah. Uh, and there is there anything else you're taking the saddle and? And then I figure we can kind of split up the frostbite dynamite. Ooh. How much okay. should I rifle through those? See how many we've got. Yeah, go ahead and roll a D6. Right? Oh, D6. Yeah. Yeah. D100. <laughs> no, roll a D6 to see yeah, how many. You do like a casual, uh, like, I don't know, 8D6 or something of damage. Like, I'm sure a D, D100 of these would be fine. <laughs> okay, we've got three of those as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Um,. I'm, I mean, I would love to just ho- hold on to one of them and then because my ranged options are slightly more limited. So I, I'll, I'll pocket one, making mm-hmm. sure to keep it away from my pocket with my lighter in it. I, I'll just say uh, as well, uh, uh, whoever takes the dynamite, just uh, 
if you want to uh, lay it down and give me the heads up, I might be able to hit it from distance. Uh, should you want a delayed reaction as opposed to uh, lighting the fuse and worrying your ass might not get out of there quick enough. So, oh, that's really that, cool. Throw that's that out really there fun. as an option because I'm, I, really... I'm a pretty good shot. So you know. With that in mind, uh, could I give one of them to Nebit? Oh, shouts! Shouts! Yeah, Nebit can absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Never is already primed to be the MVP of the next <laughs> I know. Once again. <laughs> May I also follow Budge's lead and give my dynamite to Lily? Mm. So Ooh, she can okay. just have it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. Look just like she's smoking like she a cigar. Of, yeah. <laughs> she's got a nice stogie cigar <laughs> sticking out of her mouth. I'm gonna just find a bit of the Gatling gun which I didn't use, like a little round, like one of the tubes that I just like I took off but didn't get a chance to actually affix to anything. And I'm just gonna give it to Camel, be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any dynamite for you, buddy, but you can have this. <laughs> Camel's eyes fill with tears. <laughs> um, so did uh, that leaves looking at the list here? I believe that leaves the the. Starting from the top, we've done the scribe rounds, we've done the duster of darkness. That leaves the frostbite dagger, the glasses of night vision, the shock revival ring, the revolver of haste, and the piss pot of mutual invisibility. Well, I will hang out. I will hang on to the piss pot of mutual invisibility because I'm, I'm thinking I could plan. maybe use it strategically <laughs> if the fates align. Okay. Cool. Oh, so who wants the shock ring of revival? Hmm, who's got the best movement? Maybe Nebit. Maybe oh, Nebit yeah. should have that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, mm, that's kind of sure. Nebit's yeah. MO. So. Can I put it on a claw? <laughs> yeah, you, you slide it on. To, like Nebit just holds up what delicately one of her uh, beautiful clawed webbed feet and you just slide it Delicately, um, <laughs> down on one yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. It, uh, the sparkle matches her eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that beast is something else. <laughs> and are we pretty much good on the the glasses of night vision, the frostbite dagger, and the revolver of haste? Or is nobody taking those? Oh, uh, uh, I'll take, uh, if nobody wants to take the uh, revolver, I'll take that just to have mm. some range. Okay. That'll be good. Absolutely. I, Jer, can I ask? I, I can't um, infuse a magic item already, can I? No, you cannot. No. It has to be non-magical. Do, is there any... Uh, do we have any there? Do we have any weapons, uh, any guns that are not magical? Uh, you probably would have the ones that you would have taken from the Barbarossas. Just like uh, like a rifle or a pistol or something? Yeah, they both... Uh, I believe they both had rifles. Cool. I'll grab one of the rifles, but carry on. Sorry, Jerry. Okay. Can I take the night vision glasses if no one else really want, wants them? Yeah, Ooh, okay. definitely. Sure yeah. thing. Especially for you, because you could do stuff range. Yeah, if there's if like darkness. Nighttime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is the other thing for that's sure. remaining the, the dagger? Or did I miss here? The dagger. Okay. Yes. The frostbite dagger. I mean, that's not the worst idea for you to take it, maybe. Who, I was thinking. You, you, you kind of, if something gets I need a melee yeah, I weapon. think that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, spells, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. take both then, I guess. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, the the train travels through the night. Uh, you all are pre- making preparations and plans uh, as you're speeding towards your destination. The sun rises on a new day. You know the time is imminent. And it is not too long before uh, before the conductor looks at you all 
eyes still swollen, now both with crying. (laughs) 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 I'm going to cast a lesser restoration, and I think better of it. (laughs) Yes, sorry, can I have done one thing before we get to the new day? Yes. Cool, can I just turn around to Budge and go, uh, hey Budge, um... Do you do I have your permission to uh, perform a small medical procedure on you? I just don't want to see you turn inside out again, so I want to try something if I may. Budge considers it for a second. If you're doing surgery, Nurse Lula can show up, and I put my little nurse's uniform on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes me feel better or worse. <laughs> Turbo proceeds to wash his hat with rusty metal hands, <laughs> and then holds oh, them up. Oh, it's making Lula it worse. Gloves them. <laughs> <laughs> I took my shots. <laughs> the gloves immediately just like melt away because the toxicity of <laughs> Turbo's just rusty, ganky hands. I'm going to flip my uh, index finger, the cap of my index finger off, and a little mm-hmm. needle protrudes out of it and then i'm gonna get my other uh finger which is a blowtorch finger and the end of it and just go uh just so it's sterile yeah. <laughs> all right, hey, don't worry it's sterile and then i'm gonna walk towards budge i got and just go hold, hold steel hold, hold now, now buddy hold, hold on now i got i got a uh, I'm, I'm like hey I got what's never doing over there i won't go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go ahead what, what are you gonna do yeah. i got something that, that might help Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, the squeamish might want to avert your eyes. If you will let me, I would like to use my last world shape of the day to, uh, to transform into an African clawed frog. Um, Ooh, now, okay. um, it, and if it's all right, I'll, I'll do this sort of, cause the, the, you can do giant frog. So we'll go for a giant African clawed frog. And the thing about giant, a uh, little fun fact for you, African clawed frogs, uh, they can't, they can't, uh, um, vomit so they can evert their stomachs so they basically turn their stomachs inside out um so i would like to try and do that to see if i can sort of help along and just uh, make it easier for uh <laughs> for do you Turbo describe that you're about to do this or do you just turn into <laughs> a frog and turn your inside? it just happens <laughs> i just go guys it's everybody just, come just turn into the ooze monster again Dynamite! Use the dynamite! Show it in his mouth! <laughs> <laughs> Camels like start stomping, just violently trying to kill him. Uh, yeah, so you guys see Budge turns into this huge frog and then just opens its mouth and and completely turns its own stomach inside out. Just onto the ground like dripping in front of you in the middle everybody's just pressed against the walls of this of this train car this already tramped a cramped train car i've seen some stuff this oh man that's rough (laughs) so basically what i would quite like to do jeremy is two twofold i'm gonna get my other finger out and i basically want to try to detect magic i basically want to try and find the little lump (laughs) and then Mm. i'm gonna try and stab it with a lesser restoration (laughs) Uh, okay. Which is what my needle is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to cast cool. detect magic to try and locate the the lump as it's swimming around. Because I think I used detect magic to kind of like sense it before. You could see the trail that it was leaving, and like the the you could see the energy trail. Yeah. That it had been leaving. So I'm going to see if yeah. I can pick up on where it whereabouts it is in Budge's froggy body, and then try and froggy stab body. my lesser restoration into it. Okay. <laughs> so as as you, your vision starts to change, you're looking. You can see that uh, through all of like the veins, as well as in some of like you can see in but it seems to be. Uh, have perforated the membranes of this 
frog creature and is living like underneath the skin. It's like it it's one of those situations where the infection, if there was an infection, has spread to kind of be throughout. So there's no one lump. It's just a general it's almost like a fungal network of ooze that is living inside of this thing and dwelling. And so you would see like the outline of the energy that it's that it Mm. uh, that it gives off just sort of pulsing. It looks super gross. Hmm. Uh. This looks Simple procedure. You're gonna be okay, Birch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, d- I immediately turn around to the other two, and I'm just like, "No, is it looking real?" <laughs> <laughs> the frog eyes widen slightly. Nurse Lula says. <laughs> Nurse Lula. Nurse Lula says, "I have a fucking perfect track record. If you get a malpractice for me, I'm, you're fucked." <laughs> Understood. I'm going in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just try to cast a lesser restoration on this thing. Uh, so, uh, which does cure a disease if this thing is classed as a disease? I figure something entered mm. it, like a foreign body. Uh, I don't know, <clears throat> but I'm hoping something. It might do something. At least give us the chance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Okay, so how describe for me how you ca- is it you insert the syringe to try yes, and Yes, ca- I have a little inject. needle and then yeah. uh, goes in and I'm sort of yeah watching the little you, I imagine oh, they're like okay. little nanobots is basically what I'm imagining. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I, that I can, I'm then controlling through my vision, just sort of searching for the diseased parts and trying to like cut them out. Uh, but whether they pick up on that's a disease, I don't know. Okay, roll me an Arcana check. Okay, uh, is anyone helping me? Can um, I? Can I? I am. Can, we can all seriously. <laughs> And the frog? Can the, the frog, frog thing turns- be uh, an assist at least? <laughs> Otherwise, it goes for no reason. <laughs> that is also, I will, yeah, you can have advantage. Uh, everybody is helping in some way. <laughs> uh, that is an 18 total. And uh, since, okay. uh, oh, actually, this was the day before, wasn't it? So, yeah, we already had a, a long rest. So, yeah. uh, that's a 22. With my 22 adding. Yes. Okay. Um, so. With a 22, your nanobots sort of spread, and you can see this, uh, they start to, like, suppress the magic that's there. Mm -hmm. And what you pick up from also just from what you're seeing, and I think your knowledge and understanding of magic, uh, your nanobots are not curing. This is not really a disease as such. Mm -hmm. This is more of a parasite situation. However, uh, your nanobots are essentially causing this creature that you had seen as you were looking it was faintly pulsing this whole time like this network you are it, the pulsing seems to cease and the glow of the magic starts to fade as the nanobots spread throughout and it looks as though they are likely temporarily causing this thing to become dormant okay Tempor- oh it needs a greater restoration does, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll use right. since since I'll we're gonna get another temporary. long rest. I'll use a, I'll use another lesser restaurant. I'll just pop I'll pop more nanobots in there <laughs> just to really suppress the shit out of this thing for a minute. Uh, He's gonna develop a lesser restoration uh, habit. <laughs> a lesser restoration junkie. <laughs> you hear camel inside of your mind, uh, doctor, doctor, you're out of control. The disease we use too much, then we might result in the formation of a super ooze. Only the strongest ooze oh, particles oh, will survive no, and Develop We're resistance. these injections soon. Do not doubt my methods. You are my subordinate, and this is my surgery. I mean, not really my train either. I don't know what it is. I got it. Sorry, I got it. God damn it, doctor, I love you. Campbell grabs you and just starts violating. <laughs> you see the frog roll its eyes. 
The camel drops their clipboard, just throws it on the ground, and grabs Tovo, and starts kissing. <laughs> camel, camel Tovo, uh, uh, Doctor spin-off show incoming. Everyone, <laughs> Next time on All My Cowboys. <laughs> Next time on All My Humps. <laughs> all my humps. Oh my yeah, humps. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Rust's anatomy. That's what... <laughs> uh, and then just whilst we're doing this as well, I'll uh, I will infuse. I'm gonna. Did I get a, a rifle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will infuse a rifle with uh, repeating shot, and I will give this to Lula. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm gonna basically. I'll. You see, to- Tovo goes up to it, uh, up to this rifle, um, takes it apart, and then takes like a few little like uh, like magical components that he's got at various parts of his body, and starts putting the gun back together. And you see, there's faint parts of it like glowing on the inside now. Um, and I hand Whoa. that to you, Lula. Uh, and then uh, I'm also gonna take the little beads out of my shoes, and I'm gonna attach them to Budge's shoes. Wow. Um, So basically, Budge, you can now use the uh, boots of the winding path. Um, So thank you. So So what's currently infused, just to make sure, is your armor, uh, that gun, the rifle? uh, Not my armor, no. I'm going to lose that because I've got got an IC of 22 as it is. Right. uh, (laughs) Without the armor. Uh, So I'm removing that and I've basically got the mind sharpener for Hushir, the gun for Lula, and the boots for... Um, budge. So, oh, nice. as a bonus action, Budge, you can teleport up to 15 feet. Amazing. As you hand this to Lula, you know, she's kind of like been through a little bit of the mummification process, so it runs a little dry, and welling up in her is probably like the last bit of moisture <laughs> and it runs down her cheek. <laughs> thank, thank you, Tova. I don't know if anyone's ever done something like this for me. And then I aim it out the window and try and shoot a bird, <laughs> but not with it. Good idea. Let's do some shooting practice. I'll just lead the. I'll lead Budge and Lula in some shooting practice and just oh, like yeah. aid them in trying to do it. Uh, but yes, basically, Lula, you've got a plus one rifle that doesn't have to be reloaded. Um, Ooh, nice. And then Budge, you can teleport up to fifteen feet with a bonus action. And then Hushi, you still have the mind shot. Only somewhere you've run, right? He has to run someplace and then uh, can teleport in me, where he's run. I have. I have to warn the... you. I have to warn you. I only have a plus one to dexterity. Um, well, it's it's a ranged option, it's so like I know it's okay, only a plus that's two. Awesome, but awesome. It, I just I didn't like want to let you yeah. down. It's a d twelve, right? Yeah, this <laughs> would be a d twelve, and this is a plus one weapon. Yeah, so you get at least a plus two. So yeah, and I'm a mounted uh, combatant, so I can give myself advantage if they're smaller. There you go. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, boots the winding path. Uh, you can teleport up to 15 feet as a bonus action into a space that you can see the creature. Oh, must have occupied the space at some point during the current turn. So you can okay, basically. Okay, so I can like, like run in, backwards. attack, and then bounce back. Yes. Nice. <laughs> that is effectively it, yeah. Alrighty. So Sweet. Apologies. Essentially, just that's, <laughs> that's I was like, I added some stuff to do to prepare, but we are prepared. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so. Now, you guys, uh, the the conductor, uh, conductor Stanford stops the train. Uh, he he looks at you all and is like, "So are we? 
are we coming with or like motioning to himself? Uh, P. Sidon is still kind of just pouting in the corner. Uh, no, Clem he's still is just, yeah, we, can't, we can't see him. Oh, he's still in, he's he's still been wearing the piss spot this whole time. <laughs> yep. We can't get it off. You, we don't even know if he's still on the train. He might have walked on. <laughs> he's been awfully quiet. He's so big it couldn't come off yeah. of his head. <laughs> That's what you get for being taller. Uh, yeah, Clem's just hanging out and the prisoners. You know what's a sick combo too is it you could always cast I could always cast locate object and then fire at the piss pot. Oh, oh yes. so funny. That's just below it. You, you yeah. see the object you just below. <laughs> you know what? I would count that. Yeah. I would absolutely count that. So, uh, yeah. The, are you guys pretty much everybody's ex, uh, everybody's heading, exiting the, uh, everybody's exiting the engine, the only remaining train car and heading off to the meeting mm-hmm. spot? Yeah, it's time. So. Let's do it. Yeah. I'll, um, All right. I'll, uh, I'll but I, I do I'll... take the piss pot back. I was kind of just joking. Uh, <laughs> <You> <laughs> 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 what what does it look like in there? Is everything dark? <sighs> or are the I surroundings my... still there and just the people are gone? <laughs> it was like everything was just static. I, everything I just was buzzing. I was reaching around. I could hear everyone, but I couldn't see anyone. I would reach out and I, I would think that I saw shapes. I thought I saw my own name at one point. I'm not <laughs> sure what's in there. That's that thing's dangerous. That's it beautiful. was my name next to a date that hasn't happened yet. I don't know what it means. That's beautiful. I take the piss pot and I kind of like make it... Um, I uh, spin it on my finger like a basketball. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Beautiful Turbo stuff. Edges, Turbo edges away from the piss pot. Mm. Like, I don't think I like that uh, story you just told. Um, could, um, between uh, uh, Camel and Lily, could we uh, take everyone? I just feel like the less feet yeah. on sand is better. Mm. So we can be slow with just Camel and Lily, who I think will be relatively soft feet anyway. Yeah, um, you can definitely take, I believe, all of you. Mm. Um, so you can take the the uh, the four of you. Nebit yeah. can fly, yeah. but P side on. Oh yeah, uh, I think we should leave yeah, the conductor. Should, okay, you're here. leaving yeah. them on. I'll give yeah. okay. I'll give P side on the other rifle and be like, if they try anything, <laughs> just pop them in the head. And remember, <laughs> don't make that date today. So you got to be pay attention. They've got to pay attention. Okay, okay, P side on. Oh, okay. Uh, I must admit. I was just hoping that this would be a normal train ride and we'd open up the entire <laughs> anyway, region we to got trade. A business to deal with. <laughs> See you later, peace out. Good luck. I'm just going to uh, say, maybe Clem... blame it on the Barbarosas. <laughs> <laughs> he turns the gun on the two prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like that situation is going to sort itself out. Should we leave Clem in charge? I guess we should. Uh, Clem, seems... Clem, Clem had hopped onto the back of, uh, I would probably say uh, Lily. He probably would have hopped oh, onto yeah. Lily's back. He do, we trust yes. we, do we trust Peace Out on? Uh, do we trust Peace Out on to... Uh... I, I think uh, I, I don't, but I also don't trust his ability enough to uh, fuck us over in a meaningful way. Mm. Is that ill-advised? Yeah, I just don't want the train driver to suddenly drive off. That's the thing I'm concerned about. <laughs> Well, uh, Clem pipes up and he's like, well, I believe the meeting place is along the track, so if they do try to drive off, we'll probably see him. Oh, great. Thanks, Clem. Okay. Great. Thanks for the clarification. I'm just here to be helpful. 
You are. <laughs> he just looks like sinks back down. Cool. And helpful you are. <laughs> I, okay, so you got... I, I have to ask, oh, who, go ahead. who is that? I don't know if Hoosier ever met Clem. I'm just deciding <laughs> to like him. I felt an immediate connection with this, uh, oh, I see. With this frog. Man. Yeah, I, there's I did something too. about I just me that to check I just... In. Oh yeah, with everyone. He's just, he's the just, same a, that was a, good, he's just a nudist that, that works at the library. That's all. Under, oh, <laughs> used to thank anyway. You, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I was saying Budge filled me in on what <laughs> yeah. happened. He's a friendly guy. We can trust him. He's all right. I'm real nice. <laughs> just waves. Uh, might I suggest? Uh, might I suggest Budge with me and Lula and Husha together? So we got one range, mm-hmm. one close up uh, person uh, in each. Uh, Circumstance. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, good luck, everybody. All right. All right. So you set off following the tracks, and allow me to set the scene a little bit because yes, we're in, we've had a we've had a whole landscape change since we uh, it was basically unnarrated. I didn't even refer to it. But you guys are currently in a desert. You can see uh, there are on either side of the tracks uh, these huge sand dunes. Uh, you can see that there are spots where the sand has started to fall over the tracks, but uh, the the front of the locomotive actually has like a shovel that they are able to extend in front to sort of... So as long as it's not in some insane amount of sand, they're able to continue on their way pretty much unabated. Uh, but you are able to follow the tracks. Uh, it's a very hot day here in the desert. The sun is high in the sky. Uh, and as you round the corner, you can see off in the distance, the far distance, the shining city of Dido. And somewhat closer, also on the distance, a series of dots among the dunes. Uh, the sand is a mixture of yellow, tan, there are white spots, but of course, as certain parts of the sand start to blow, you start to see other colors that are not in normal colors for sand. You see a fair amount of red uh, sand, some blue sand. Some of the sand just seems to sparkle. Uh, the air around you in general has sort of like a, a slight haze to it. Uh, from all of the magical sandstorms that will sometimes blow through here. And as you approach, you see a large number of Barbarossas standing there. Uh, not Barbarossa uh, people, or excuse me, not Barbarossa uh, family members, but Barbarossa gang members. A large number of individuals all look uh, pretty mean, well, not pretty mean, very mean, uh, and heavily armed. Uh, standing at the front are two individuals, One, the one standing right behind the other, uh, Tovo, you would immediately recognize, and I think Budge, you may have heard of this person, and Lula, you also would have heard of this guy. Mm. You see All Reliable Barbarossa. All Reliable Barbarossa is... Uh, he was originally a fearbulg, but due to repeated mishaps, uh, has had <gasps> virtually all of his body replaced with mechanical parts and is now classified as a warforged. So but like you see fur him- and metal? Yeah, basically. He's he's got like so there's patches of skin. Yeah, there's patches of skin and then like these furry ears that are still somehow intact sticking out of this mechanical face <laughs> that was de- that was designed to look just like the ha- the face he had in life. Hey, that's my uh, thing. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, Tobo, he's, uh, he's trying to fucking step on your toes. Yeah, maybe I should shoot him. <laughs> as as he blinks, as he blinks to get the sun out of his eye or the dust out of his eyes, you hear like an audible and a little tink as his little eyelids come together. Uh, uh, can I ask, stand- was he there? Because uh, I know Redbeard he- wasn't. Yeah, um, Redbeard was not. Old Red Reliable was. was. Red. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, but standing in front of him, just in front, you see Redbeard Barbarossa, <sighs> hands go. behind his back, duster coat blowing in the wind, uh, black hat turned slightly up, face lined, and I would say there's a he has a very calm and confident stance. But as you look in his eyes, you see not the furious look that you might have expected or even the evil malicious look that you might have expected from somebody who rules over a gang like this but a look more of sadness and of resoluteness uh there's a strength there's an iron will behind those sad eyes but those lines on the face are they they look like sadness lines they look like worry lines and of course uh this is all rising above the lustrous incredibly beautiful luscious red beard for which he is named uh as he gazes out at all of you you see that there are uh, just the, the the barbarossa standing behind him are not they're not just like standing in a clump on the ground. Uh, you see that they are, they have spread out into little groups. Some of them, you can even glimpse some of them up on the dunes for high ground, just watching you guys. They have basically made this spot as secure as possible, uh, Mm. in case something goes down. Uh, as you approach, uh, do, do you do, first of all, let me ask, do you all do anything before you go any closer? I will say you're probably about 150 feet away. I have one crunchy thing I need to real quick do I looked up thunder smite has to be a melee attack and uh, uh. but branding smite can be any weapon attack so I just quickly uh, switch the uh, scribe rounds between so that uh, Tovo has the branding smite and Budge has the thunder smite awesome. okay <clears throat> um, but I would also like so we're sending in we're sending in our Tovo right I believe Tovo and Hoosier was the plan yeah yes. okay so I oh, Hoosier's so squishy. Okay, I'm going to cast Warding Bond on Hoosier. Okay, in case okay. things go bad. What is uh? And then what should I be aware of in terms of that? Uh, you're gonna get a plus one to AC. S- you have resistance to all damage. Um, and each time you take damage, I take the same amount. Mm. So we're basically sharing the damage. Mm. Um, and then right before we get in, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on, uh, Tovo. But that's going to be, like, right right before they walk in. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So how, let me ask, uh, Tovo and Husher, when do you break off from the rest of the group? Uh, as Nebit circles overhead watching all of this. I think we should leave them back here. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Just the two of us. Um, maybe if you guys have any ranged stuff, if you, uh, you know, maybe just be in the inside range of your guns. 
Well, actually, yeah. no, wait. That's a st- if we get to that, then we're fucked. Just yeah, right. just <laughs> get out of there if it goes sour. <laughs> just get Save yourself. out of here. But just going to pull out, pull um, out his uh, cool new uh, revolver and just uh, click the thing and then like drop it slightly and just oh, 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 oh. whoa, oh, okay. whoa, 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 I mage hand it like I immediately go and put the safety on. Like I'm like, no. Bad. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I would like to look at the sand and try to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. with the sand. If that's okay, I, I don't know what kind of role uh, that would be, nature or anything. Just do an arcana. arcana check. Okay, cool. I think a basic arcana. Yeah. Okay, that is going to be a nineteen. Okay, I mean, just looking at this sand, you see that some of that same shimmer that you saw from the moment you arrived here when you looked in the water uh, and the feeling that you're getting is very similar to that just weird, ambient, magical, Mm. out-of-control weirdness. Uh, It's obviously not enough to just completely make everything crazy Mm -hmm. here, but you can, by, like, looking at this, you can clearly tell why things like uh, long-distance communication, for example, occur over, uh, over the obelisks, like being uh, relayed from obelisk to obelisk rather than just being able to send long distance spells because these the, the ambient interference from this would basically drown out anything that you're trying totally. to do. Totally. With a 19, can I tell if there are any pockets of like slowdown or quicken or anything like that nearby that we could potentially use to our advantage if things go sour? Ooh. Uh, as you're looking around, you see that there's it's whatever like sort of pockets exist seem to be like in the sand itself okay. so you'll see like as sand starts to blow slightly some particles will just move slower ah. and others will be like mm. like go much quicker to their uh so everything here is a little bit messed up mm. Uh, but it's there isn't one spot where you're like, ah, stand there and you're fine. Okay, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> co- uh, cough, and before we peel off, I'm going to say to everyone, like, <clears throat> sand attack. Use attack the sand. If all else fails, the sand is, is magical. It'll mess up their day. Um, Lula takes the gun that Tobo just gave her and just fills it up with sand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's exciting. Uh, I'm going to quickly reach over and just be like, good, and I'm going to cast mending. (laughs) Oh, my God, before I leave. (laughs) Lula smiles ignorantly. (laughs) (laughs) You just hear a weird crunching sound inside of the gun as it, like, fixes itself. Uh, Camel, before you leave, Tovo, Camel looks at you deeply in the eyes and says, My My prince, prince, I swear, if they they do do anything to harm you or displease you in any way, I will not rest until every one of those Arborosa scum are scraped from the face of the earth. You know what's funny? I had a feeling much like that not too long ago, and um, it's a difficult path, Camel, so let's hope it doesn't come to that, but your main priority is everything, anything, goes south. Your main thing is you get Budge as far away from here as possible. Then you can start your revenge mission, but you ain't gonna achieve anything right now. Understand? Yes. Yes. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And this is weird, like, sort of... I mean it. <laughs> slight crazed look in his eyes. You take yes. Bud. If anything happens, you and Budge get the hell out of here. Oh, I see. Solo Away mission. from me. Solo yes. mission, Then you come friends. back yes. and avenge me after you got Budge to safety. Understood? Yes. Jesus Christ. I'm so Camel still has, like, the empty... Camel still has the empty shell in its mouth. It's just <laughs> chomping on it, just like... Uh, <laughs> uh, damn. His shell has a Barbarossa's name on it. <laughs> I lean in and I, 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 I whisper to Tofo, but if you die, won't the creature lose sentience? <laughs> <laughs> I say this uh, out of earshot of Campbell. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, just as we're walking, having this chat, I'm like, well, it's not concentration, so I mean, I don't really huh. know. Uh, <laughs> I have to find out, I guess. <laughs> as you start to walk closer and break off from the group, you see that All Reliable and Redbeard break off from the group as well. Uh, all of you see, uh, even as you're walking, you can see that these all some of the, the dudes on the dunes have clocked Nebit. They basically are like checking things out. You can see actually in the back some other people that you recognize. Uh, Tovo, you can see uh, Turgusha, the Dusk Rider Burke, and his like unit of of uh, legendary Dusk Riders. Uh, you can see like a whole array of dudes back there. Um, but he's probably the one who stands out. You'd know that uh, Bad Egg Conway was left back in uh, Sunset City, but Deadeye Carter seems nowhere to be seen. Uh, it's Knowing his reputation, it's likely that he's posted up somewhere and is going to start sniping mm, if need be. Yeah. Um, Can I just clarify so, who of these were there? If that's, uh, so every single person that I just mentioned Other than Redbeard. Yeah. There. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> yes. So Redbeard approaches. Uh, I will say, in fact, roll a, roll a height check. Oh, sure. God. I'm going okay. to have Redbeard. Because they're, they're both fear bolds. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have them roll height checks against you to see Is who's taller. Just a d20 straight? Yeah, just a d20. 11. Oh. Okay, they are both taller than Damn you. I'm it. so sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Jesus, I will say Redbeard only slightly. Okay. Like Redbeard's like a maybe a centimeter or two taller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Before or after and the hat? You can see that uh, the hat that I wear, the big <laughs> steepled hat. With the hat, with the hat, you're about okay. Even. Okay, hat, good, you're about good, even. good. Only yeah, only old reliable has another inch of clearance above the mm-hmm. hat. As they approach you. Meanwhile, Turbo's there looking like he's at the schoolyard, <laughs> like his parents have come to pick him up. <laughs> Why is it put so yeah. goddamn small? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I don't baby's, remember them baby's so first. Uh, he's baby's first Clint Eastwood. <laughs> as you walk up to these dudes, uh, they yeah. As you approach, uh, Redbeard looks at the pair of you and says, "Greetings, I'm Redbeard Barbarossa." I don't, well, I believe we met 
uh, nodding towards you, Hoosher, and looks down at you, Rust, and says, And I don't believe we've met in person yet. No, I don't think we have. Thank you for agreeing to this meeting with me. I understand that you have some grievances with me and my family. And, well, I have my own grievances with the loss of my family. But that's not important right now. What is important is that we get to the bottom of what's going on here. So, without any lead up or any more stretching this out, let's get down to business, shall we? Sure. Okay. Uh, You see all reliable... steps forward. Uh, You hear the voice sort of crackle out from the replacement voice box. Okay. Would you mind, please, opening your cranial cavity? We have to insert the memory canisters by hand. It's okay, Tovo. Yeah, Tovo uh, takes the, like, plate off of his head and there's, like, that, like... and I imagine, like, imagine a bit of like, because it's so hot, and like, there, I feel like there's a unit in there which keeps them cool. So like, mm. there's like loads of like, like kind of steam just kind of come like, uh, like you know, like when you open a fridge, like uh, one of those big freezers, it's like comes rolling out. Um, and I'll just, I'll look, I'll basically maintain eye contact. We'll be looking at Hushir, so that like, I, I can, even if I'm starting to shut down, I'll try and communicate something if something's going wrong. Basically, mm-hmm. is my. Definitely, and I'm just gonna detect uh, thoughts on uh, old reliable as as he's stepping forward because as okay. as part of the deal. Yeah, uh, you see, that you you can feel him fa- intentionally fail the check. Uh-huh. Uh, all of his thoughts currently are directed towards Tovo. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his mind, you hear uh, like echoing back towards you, Hoosher, now undistorted. If you don't mind, I would love to cast Detect Thoughts on your partner here as they receive the memories, and then I can project them so that all of us can see the visual information that they are processing. Is that acceptable to you? Let me ask him. Tovo, they want to project your memories out. Are you okay with that? Uh, DM question. Do I, would I have the wherewithal potentially to try and steer myself away from certain memories if I didn't want something revealed uh you can ask you can ask like is there can can I avoid like specific memories being touched yeah would it be possible for me to uh stop myself from uh telling uh certain personal uh things the voice crackles out so all of you can hear it. Hoosher, you hear it as kind of like a weird stereo uh-huh, effect. Sure. We hear the normal sounding voice and this crackling voice you hear. I will limit myself to viewing only the memories that we are implanting. Your colleague here will be able to see wherever my mind goes. All right, let's get this over with. Okay. Uh, all right. All reliable... <laughs> nods at both of you, holds up his hand, the hand pops back out of the wrist, rises these canisters. Uh, he, You see, like, the, he takes them out, 
begins to very gently and gingerly place them. Hoosher, you hear like inside of this guy's mind is this weird uh, combination of like electronics circuits and then actual like flesh and blood. And every iota of this guy is focusing uh, on uh, Tovo right now, making this uh, as delicate as possible. And then once once things start to get set in place, you feel the flesh part of the mind break off from this task and ter- so almost like turn back to you and you hear, Don't worry. We have no ill intentions against your friend at this time. Be safe. We will stick to the deal if you will. And then you see like the, the canisters being uh, screwed into the open spots inside of Tovo's head. And at that point, uh, All Reliable's blue eyes begin to glow very brightly, so brightly it's painful to look at directly. And they project uh, an image onto the sand. Those of you who are far away can also see this from a distance. Uh, Tovo I'm going to narrate, this is what all of you see, and Tovo, you see this from a first-person point of view. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go any further, I don't think we ever rolled for what race Tafrara was, did we? No, we didn't. Whoa. Okay, roll me a d12 and a d4, please. Okay. Uh, that is a 5 on the d12 and a 4 on the d4. Interesting. <laughs> so you uh, now you're seeing through Tafrara's eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, but with that information, Tovo, you know Tafrara was a changeling. What? Hey! Oh, yes. shit. Oh, oh so, shit. <laughs> so you the rest of you see through these eyes as Tafrara arrives at this incredible base, this military base. You instinctively know, uh, Tovo, that this is Kayutha base to which she was just shipped out. You see this incredible construct, this towering building of, uh, it looks like a mixture of like sandstone, uh, packed mud bricks, and then infused with metal. And as, as this structure rises, you see all of these black metal spikes extending from the sides all over this building, including the top of the building. Uh, these spikes glow with, like, crackle with magical energy. Uh, these are, of course, defensive, uh, defensive, uh, um, defensive pistons used to either defend the base or even cloak it, as we are very much in a war. Uh, and this is a top secret mission. There's military personnel all over the place. You see that most of these people, uh, especially the ones who are on the convoy, are wearing like full bodysuits, including helmets. Uh, but as she arrived, it's like you see glimpses of her showing up there, uh, being introduced to other scientists who have been sent to Kyutha base. Uh, she introduces herself to one in particular. Uh, we'll roll for her race as well. Please roll another d12 and a d4. Okay, uh, That's a four on the d12 and a one on the d4. Okay. Uh, she introduces herself 
to a, a kobold scientist. Ah. Uh, introduces herself, her, herself as Wusa. Uh, Tafar actually has heard of Wusa. Wusa has published a number of interesting papers on theories of magical particles uh, and how best to harness them. Uh, and you see the, the briefing uh, that they're receiving. I will, I'll say that um, that all reliable through a speaker on his ba- on the back of his neck, like sort of broadcasts the sound softly. Uh, those of who are within range hears the sound of what all is happening and what people are saying. Uh, so whenever people like say their names and so forth, uh, everybody kind of hears who everybody who's within the immediate vicinity. Um, and they're basically they're being told that they are here to work on a project, a project that will end the war. This is a weapon. A bomb, which can be used, uh, sent through a portal directly into Unifier territory, and is a se- will essentially act as a magical EMP. And in the hopes is that by accessing the primordial magic, they can cause a chain reaction to overload and short out all of the magical technology in Unifier territory, mm. thus completely crippling their supply chain, all of their tech that's uh, their home base, and bringing the war to a swift conclusion. Uh, You see the people there are filled with hope, uh, they are filled with energy, and they immediately set about to beginning work. Fast forward months later, over a year later, then two years later, you see as more and more discoveries are being made, more and more advancements are happening, uh, and now a much much more down-looking Wusa uh, looks a slightly older, older than the one to two years that have passed would indicate. Like th- this kobold aged kind of quickly, uh, seemingly due to you assume probably due to the stress of the situation, arguing with Tafrara. Uh, Wusa's like, no, you do not understand. This project has to go forward. It has to go forward. This is the only way we can end the war. And you hear Wusa, listen to me. The research is showing that the level of devastation this thing's going to cause is far beyond anything we had anticipated. If we use this on the unifiers, we don't just, we're not just going to be shorting out their magical devices. We could overload that entire region with magical energy. We could wipe out half the population. The rest could be transformed. The land itself could be horribly damaged by this. You got to understand, this is unethical. Uh, Woos is like, Tafrara, look at me. If we don't do this now, all that same devastation and destruction and loss of life is going to happen later anyway, just over a longer period, and we're going to lose more people on our side. This is the only way. Uh, And then Tafrara leans in. She's like, but that's not all. I've been hearing whispers. Whispers from some of the higher-ups. That's some other nations are looking to maybe get a hold of this technology. This this is a this is a threshold point. You don't understand, Wusa. There's no going back from this. If we access this kind of energy, our world's never gonna be the same. Uh, and Wusa's like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now, we got a job to do. 
and that job is ending the war. Uh, and there you see you, the, the vision becomes somewhat murky. Uh, not murky, will be the, distorted as you can feel, uh, you can tell Tafrara's eyes are filling with tears. Uh, and she looks at Wusa and she says, Honey, I just don't think this is, I just don't think this is okay. I think we have to do something to stop it. Uh, and Wusa says, I'm sorry, baby. No. And turns and leaves their shared quarters. And you just see Tafrara looks and puts her head in her hands. Uh, forward, the day of the launch. Tafrara uh, was one of the scientists assigned to help aid the launch. The plan is to, rather than try and uh, transport the bomb in some way, uh, by the way, the bomb they have nicknamed Lotan because the the chamber, the the magical fission chamber, uh, resembles that of, of of the legendary multi-headed serpent uh, itself, Lotan, the, the chaos serpent, and that's what they have nicknamed this bomb as a result. Um, she uh, she's thinking to herself about how uh, the plan rather than trying to teleport, scream, rather than trying to transport the bomb there physically, uh, which could, of course, result in all kinds of interference, uh, the plan is to use the still burgeoning field of portal technology to open up a magical portal directly to, uh, like, directly in the middle of Unifier territory, and then shunt the blast through that portal. However, as Tafrara calibrates the machine, rather than calibrate it specifically for the Unifier territory, she decides to try and shunt it into another area. You see, this uh, extraplanar research has turned up the existence of another plane. Uh, this plane seems to exist parallel to our own. Uh, they've come up with the name Ethereal Plane for it, and looking through it, it looks almost just like the real world, but everything's just slightly off, and it's unlikely that people will realize what's going on in time to stop it. And as Tufrara deliberately re recalibrates what she believes to be just a harmless demiplane that exists and will essentially act as a well to take up all this magical energy, uh, she turns to Wusa, Wusa will not even look at her. Wusa is just hard at work and refuses to look up. Uh, Tafrara looks around nervously. Tovo, you feel the fear, the trepidation. She does not know which way this is going to go, but she knows that this must be the right thing to do. And she turns and walks out of the room. As she walks out, one of the guards, uh, a young Kalashtar man, uh, Officer Baya on his uniform, uh, turns and says, uh, excuse me, ma'am, uh, shouldn't you be in there for the launch? She says, uh, uh, no, I'm actually monitoring the launch from a separate location. Uh, we're, we have another control room here in the base. Uh, and he says, oh, uh, okay, sorry, sorry to interfere. Uh, steps back, uh, retains guard, uh, and she hurriedly walks off through the facility. She sneaks into a room uh, with a series of pods inside. 
uh, some of these pods are already in use. The higher up military members who have, were still stationed at the base have put themselves inside of these stasis pods just in case something goes wrong, uh, as well as a few extra scientists to try and continue in case something goes wrong. Uh, she climbs into one herself and turns it on. Uh, you see the door close over as she looks out and her vision begins to blur and she falls unconscious only to wake up in a world rent asunder. The She reaches a hand out as her eyes reopen and can't she can't quite tell if the glass that formed the front of this stasis pod is even still there. She It's like this weird shimmer uh, and she, she's there's a bizarre ringing in her ears. Uh, in fact, uh, Old Reliable has to, like, turn down the frequency because it's this weird, like, really high-pitched, almost like a tinnitus-type sound. That she just... Uh, she reaches out, uh, steps through uh, this, like, weird barrier because the glass seems to be gone. It's, like, permeable. It's not sure... If she's not sure if it's glass or what, but she... Steps through that... A uh, high-pitched squeal fades into just the faintest whine, but it's it's the sound that now fills your ears. It's like it's like when you're underwater, and when your ears are like blocked, just this sort. Everything sounds incredibly bassy, uh, but faint. And she's like blinking. She looks over. The other pods are a horror to see. Like, you can, she can see that the people inside seem to have been completely, some of them have, like, been spread apart across the inside, like, butter of their pods, like, just spread flat to the point where their eyeballs are still looking out, and it's unclear if they're still alive in there. Uh, one or two uh, appear to have been fused partially into the pod itself and are just struggling as, as, the, as the life support systems have malfunctioned. She sees them struggling to breathe. The ground itself seems to be wobbly and wavy as she walks on it. She sees like a glowing, shimmering area just floating near her face. She reaches a hand into it and feels a very strange sensation. And when she pulls her hand out, she looks down at her hand. Now, normally on her hand, uh, even in her changeling form, she suffered a scar, like because she's in her base form right now. Uh, she looks at her hand and she had suffered a scar when she was much younger. You know, one of those child uh, childhood experiments, uh, not in the safest of environments, had suffered a scar to her middle finger. And as she looks down at her hand, that scar is now on her ring finger. And it appears that her fingers have just fully swapped places uh, in her hand. Uh, she starts to, like, stagger through the facility. Uh, the walls have been completely warped, distorted. She sees, like, as she's walking, these more of these shimmers appear, and she sees brief glimpses of what look like completely other places. There's, like, a heavily forested area that she glimpses before it turns turns away. She looks through, sees some shadowy blank round, looks through another one, sees what looks like an open, like a wide open landscape of just white sand stretching as far as the eye can see. She continues staggering forward uh, and she trying to make, she knows where 
she needs to go. She doesn't know what went wrong, but something went wrong. Something has gone horribly wrong. She has to get to the control room to figure out what this is. She staggers in there, and what she sees is an explosion still in progress. She sees the people in the room moving in painfully slow motion, trying to shut down whatever has gone horribly wrong as the wave of the explosion is hitting them. And as if they're like, it's it's as if they're turning into dust. There are particles just being blown away from their bodies. And those of who are closer to the blast appear to have been mostly dematerialized, but still in slow motion, just this... And somehow, Tafrara is moving at a normal speed uh, through all of this. And, and as she likes, this is just looking inside of the room. She looks and sees only one of the guards is still at this door. Uh, and she staggers into the room and she sees Wusa holding on to the controls, trying to reach for the coordinates to try and re- like try and tell what has gone wrong and as she walks over and sees the particles flying from Wusa's body it's as if Wusa's eyes focus on her and the most agonizingly slow look of recognition of hurt of betrayal all of the steps occurring in the most painfully slow motion imaginable. And Tafrara stands there through all of it. She's not sure how much time passes, but when she again becomes aware, all of the people in the room are gone. She looks around and all she sees is where the bomb was a floating tear, like an epicenter of where that bomb was. Uh, And she can see as if looking, as if you were to cut into the side of a cake, but like an infinitely long cake with many, many layers. And you can see every single layer and each layer looks like a spot to a different world. Uh, And each one seems like things she sees things starting to seep out into this plane uh, one of them appears to be like the farthest one as she looks at the far far end this this realm the farthest realm that she can see appears to be full of stars uh, and then she sees something that looks like a shadowy tentacle just sort of move in front of her view. She turns and runs out of the room uh, in an absolute panic as more and more things start to seep through this portal. Uh, she staggers outside, collapses to all fours, throws up on the ground, uh, and then sees a trail, a trail of hoofprints. Large, heavy, horse hoofprints heading east, away from this. As she looks up, the air and the land in front of her seems horribly warped. It's like being inside of a mirage. And somehow these hoofprints weave a, a path through all of that distortion. As she gazes, she squints to see if she can see someone, but can't see anyone. All she hears is the faintest howl of a jackal. 
and Tafrara rises to her, her feet and staggers off to the east. And that is the end of the vision. All Reliable stops broadcasting. Uh, his head turns all the way around to look at Redbeard. Redbeard nods solemnly uh, and stands in silence looking down at you, Tovo. What do you do? So I can I can probably feel a lot more of Tafrara's presence like in my mind now, I think, and mm-hmm. probably have more... Uh, I guess, like, there's probably parts of the things that, like, I'm understanding as well, maybe a little more mm-hmm. clearly. Um, yep. You feel, uh, I would say you feel, like, among a few sensations I think that you haven't really felt from her before. Mm. Uh, like, greater sense of fear than you had ever felt from her. Uh, there's also this strong sense of, like, romantic love. Like, you clearly recognize that her and Wusa were in a relationship. Uh, like, Tafrara had had dalliances before. Mm. But this was, like, the first hardcore relationship. I mean, she'd had one, like, somewhat long-term relationship. They moved in together way too fast. It was a whole thing. But this, this was serious. Uh, and you feel the the pain of that loss and the and the overwhelming guilt that now begins to permeate all other memories that she's given you. That's a little bit more than complicated, I think. I think that's a level up from whatever I was feeling. Jeez, okay. Oh, um. So, Redbeard, what is your um? What is your wish with what lies beyond? Well, the way I see it, the answer to all our questions lies at that station, Kayutha. And Kayutha lies in Zerzura, the shimmering land of Mirage, to the west. He looks up at uh, the pair of you and he says, Now... You all had agreed to go in there for me and investigate. We did. But quite frankly, after having seen what I just saw, I wouldn't miss that for the world. Oh. <laughs> what say we agreed to a temporary truce? I understand that what you want is revenge. And what I want is to set things right. How about we do that first, and then we'll see about getting to that revenge. Do you mind saying that again with this around your waist? And I pull out the lasso of truth. Uh, he says, is my hand enough? And holds out uh, his hand. He pulls the sleeve down. He's wearing gloves. Uh, but uh, as he, he pulls the sleeve down slightly, you can see that there is fearbolg flesh on his sleeve. Uh, so it's not like some fake arm that he's offering mm. you. Fine. That's enough. Uh, and I take out the lasso and I think I barely make it smaller because he's so big. <laughs> like from the waist of those like Barbarossa <laughs> game members, I slip it through and I cinch it tight. And like, I think maybe like the lasso starts to glow, like the, the golden thread starts to just sort of shimmer. Say what you just mm-hmm. said again. Uh, you see that he makes... Uh, a tight fist 
uh, almost as if like you've just tied a, uh, a rubber band around him and he's about to get a uh-huh. shot. He makes this tight fist uh, and he looks at you all and he says, I follow the great god Rehadad, the god of order. I seek to restore order to this land. I will do everything in my power to restore that order, no matter what it takes. I have no greater priority. Do you plan on betraying us? I propose not before we get this job done. And at that point, I don't think it counts as a betrayal. I think it counts as a reckoning. Yeah. I'll accept those terms. I think, um, maybe it's those new memories you put in my head, but I have a similar, uh, need to put this all right. And to make this world a better place. She gave you quite a few memories, didn't she, son? Yeah. Some of them you ain't seeing, if that's alright with you. No trouble. I got what I need. Good, I want to make one more part to this plan. These fine folks you see with me, they, uh, they're not a part of whatever beef we got, me and you. And to be honest, I, um, I'm the one that gave us a, uh, steer towards your, uh, family members. So I would like to pay whatever, when it comes down to it, that, uh, any more bloodshed is between us. Roll me a persuasion check. This is gonna go uh, so well <laughs> with my crappy persuasion. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's an eight. <laughs> That's an eight. Yep. Um, he looks and he says, I have no issue with the Garunian, but Jack Split and Budge... They hurt my family, too. I've had scores to settle with them since long before you and I laid eyes on each other. <laughs> I'll turn back to them, do a little thumbs up and go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about the guy I splattered against the canyon wall. <laughs> like the... <laughs> and I, I say nothing about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just turn around and just so. So just so we're clear, after all this, we do as you ask, who shit goes free? He nods, uh, and he says, they go free. And Nebit as well. That he looks up, fair. he's like, oh, that has a name? <laughs> yeah, it does. It's very intelligent, probably more so than us, so better. You should do you, do you well to remember it. Uh, he just nods like, well, shit. <laughs> very well. <laughs> Nebit goes free as well. And uh, how many of you are you fixing to come along with us? Just you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm bringing an escort. I figure we can start set off right this second. What do y'all say? With who? who who's your escort? He just, like... I, I don't think he moves. I think what happens is... Oh, he is, means everyone? Uh, God. I, think, I, think, uh, I think as he stands oh, there, you see old Reliable's hand come up and point at one... Two, three bands plus one of the bands that had positioned themselves on the dune, and then, uh, and then puts the other hand down, and then 
<laughs> like points in a direction you had never even suspected. Uh, at which point you see rising up out of the sand, uh, you see Deadeye Carter just like had covered himself in a tarp and was <laughs> hiding underneath the sand with a gun that was like with a huge sniper rifle that had been painted in like matte black or not matte black, but uh, basically non-reflective colors uh, so that it could hide amongst the sand. You see Tobo immediately start dribbling oil <laughs> as he sees the sniper rifles. Just, oh I use my hands to just Look catch, the catch it. The <laughs> so you know at least face. Thank you. <laughs> God, this is so, so beautiful. <laughs> uh, I, I, says, I look around and go, well, shit. <laughs> we could use all the firepower oh. we get, Tovo. That place, those memories, uh, if it's still like that, if it's gotten worse since then. And I sort of like cock my head. All right. One last thing. You said to help us and we got a truce, so... What, uh, is there anything you can do to aid me and my allies and what we're about to do? He sort of, like, glances at you and says, What is coming with you not aid enough? Well, you know, I'm just saying, if you got anything fancy, like, it's, you know, it's always <laughs> good to protect your individual, you know. All right, pack it up, boys. Uh, <laughs> just completely, just waves. Hey, look, I rolled an eight on persuasion. I deserve that. <laughs> I'll walk back to the other two. Okay, yeah. We. I think on our way back, if if I may, I turned to Tovo and I, I rest like a big hand, the one with the mage 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 glove on it, uh, on your shoulder. Jesus Christ! Okay, I, pancake sorry, sorry. <laughs> My God, Tovo, I'm so sorry about the memories about Tefrara. I. I'm sorry. I think, like, you probably see, like, the genuine emotion from Tovo for, like, the probably, like, one of the first times, like, really, his face kind of contorts in a way, and you you could probably hear the metal gears, like, whirring in a way that they they really don't, like, just even in the little twitches in his face as he's just, yeah, um... Okay, I'm gonna have to process that later, and I'm gonna open my skull up and just unscrew that memory because it's like Turbo's like I need to be Yo. focused, and like he's like yeah, this is not helpful right now because uh, I feel like that like sensation is quite probably like quite overwhelming for him, especially considering mm-hmm. he's never like had to control his emotions before. So like having that kind of overwhelming sense of like grief is like a little too much, I think, for him right now. Um, but uh, I will. Have I, I've got the hat, actually, haven't I? I will yeah. make sure I put it in there so it's safe. Alrighty. Um, cool. So, yeah, you guys meet, You guys walk back. Uh, Camel walks forward. Are, Are you, you okay, okay, my prince? A-okay. No revenge just yet. You're all good, Camel. Stand down. Mm. I, I love, love the smell of revenge in the morning. morning. As it just chomps on a cigar, or well, not a steamy on a cigar, <laughs> Damn, but on the. Damn, where'd you get uh, the cigar from? Uh, yeah, it's like hey, somehow the, got the, the shotgun shell has turned into an actual cigar. Who got cigars? Uh, Damn, <laughs> I want one. Let's all get cigars on the back of it. It's full <laughs> of sand. Shit, I'm, I'm impressed you're burning it. To be honest, that's that's crazy. Yeah, just sort of chomping. Uh, yeah, what do you guys do? Uh, we'll relay, fill them in uh, on everything they missed, yeah. every single thing. Yeah. You yeah. guys would have seen it. You just wouldn't have heard everything mm-hmm. real clearly. You would have like. Oh, okay, so we would have seen it. <laughs> so yeah. kind of like being at a drive-in. Yeah. In a way, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'll I'll look at both of them and say. Uh, so I guess you relay that these people are coming with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, I'll confess to absolutely hating that, but uh, mm-hmm. I will follow your lead. Uh, I'll be honest. I thought for a second about uh, arguing the point, but um, I didn't think we was in much of a position to do so. And I thought, yeah. better we get in there and some we can maybe try a hand with some magical fuckery as a means of escape. <laughs> But uh, I don't think that uh, us trying to dissuade Mr. Redbeard of taking his old goddamn army in there was going to be something that he was ready to do. So I was under the impression there was going to be a little more of an exchange of information. Was the exchange that they knew how to hack a memory from your brain? Or is there something that they haven't told us? Mm, That is a good point. Sorry, I was a little overwhelmed with the information I got. It was a lot of information. (laughs) I absolutely understand. Mm. It was like watching a really, like, I mean, I cried sometimes. I Mm. I laughed others because there was some comic relief in there. Tafara was funny. She was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, When she she put that uh, whooper cushion under uh, Wooster's bed, that was... uh, She did a pratfall at one point when she was uh, looking for a dead lover. That was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, That was funny. That was funny. But, uh, all these memories of her at like stand up nights <laughs> on the, like, at the base trying to entertain the other the yeah, I, that. I did appreciate that yeah. <laughs> Turbo's gotten noticeably more funny since he's returned in this short time <laughs> he keeps doing finger guns yeah, yeah. hey, hey but don't do that at me yeah. what the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah I do it once my hand falls off the peacemaker comes out whoa sorry <laughs> Literal finger guns. I'm wondering if it's possible that they're sitting on information that they wouldn't be forthcoming with if they hadn't, if we don't ask it. Mm. Uh, yeah. GM, was I able to sense, because, like, the very open detect thoughts from that uh, mm-hmm. aut- automaton Fearbo Barbarossa, was I able to sense, like, any degree mm-hmm. of, like, he was hiding something? Like, could I retroactively probe deeper or something like that? Because he failed it. Uh... Uh, oh, on um, so you were trying to read deeper into uh, old reliable's yes, mind? Yes, to see if there's any like if he was told to like conceal something from us, or if there is ulterior motive or additional information. Um, I think the additional information that you would have seen was a similar sense of resoluteness to his brother uh, and a very, very strongly held belief in this deity that his brother mentioned called Ray Haddad yeah. uh, as as well as like a there's a deep sadness about the loss of their other uh-huh. brothers uh, and a sadness about the state of the world, but a determination to set things right no matter what. They are pretty directly motivated. I believe our interests are genuinely aligned for now. They worship Ray Haddad. I'm not familiar with this deity. Ooh, does- Would y'all mind if if I maybe tried to talk to them because about their deities and if, if they know where they've gone or if they have access to them? Yeah. I know that I'm in bad terms with them, but I, I think I have a way that I could try and <laughs> do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, we got a truce right now. And I, I, to be honest, I, I think that... um. We got a little travel to do. I don't see okay, no so reason I can we, ask we it couldn't. Along the way with them. Uh, we couldn't ask some more questions. Any sharing of information is only going to be a positive, and I might do a little bit more probing into uh, these memories of Tafaris and see if there's anything more I can glean as well. So that might even give us a bargaining chip in return if I can. Okay, get so I'll, I'll save it for road chat. 
and I mean, you feel you've free to go now, of, but I, I just they, you know they were wrapping up and no, uh, my idea was incredibly complicated, and I forgot that you uh, bargained for my safety. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna put on the cha- I was gonna put on the piss pot of mutual invisibility, ride in Lily, make Lily move her mouth as I talk, <laughs> and say I was somewhere else, which is like deeply convoluted, and I feel like um, road chat is a, a, just a lot way better. <laughs> <laughs> Tovo immediately like okay so if you move your mouth and this okay so I think yeah you want me to audition it I put it on immediately <laughs> sussing out how this plan would work <laughs> I demonstrate it I put the chamber pot uh, on my head I mean the piss pot on my head and then I'm like Lily as I talk you need to move your mouth, okay? Okay. And, she's just, and I say, Hi, she's just flapping. I'm the sweetest dog that I'm. I'm the sweetest jackal anyone's ever met. Or I could say, it's me, it's Lula, and I'm speaking through. I've turned into a jackal. She, she has no, uh, Lily has no, like, articulators in her lips. Mm. So it's just a jackal <laughs> flapping its mouth. <laughs> but Budge turns and goes like, oh my God, how'd you turn into a jackal? <laughs> um, I take it off and the- I say, it's me, ta-da. I oh. need some jazz hands. That was so. Skim it like that. that was so good. So Thank good. you so much. But yeah, you guys see that they've pretty much like gathered up. Some of the contingent is here. Uh, some of them have already started walking over to you all, offering to help you like load up your uh, your your camel and uh, Lily with like more supplies because they ba- they basically mm. brought supplies just in case. Um, there was I'll like a, a real suspicion. Their supri- supplies. Uh, sure. I mean, it's as you look through, they brought a lot of uh, they brought a lot of food. They've brought water. Uh, they have extra ammunition. You see, they've got mm. like some regular dynamite. Uh, basically, mm. the, all of the weapons are pretty much on them, and most of them are like wearing like bandoliers of ammunition mm. uh, and have are care are pretty heavily armed. Uh, but they also they go around behind some of the dunes and start to lead out uh, camels that it, clearly they, they had ridden there on uh, and. They have like considering with how many of them there are, because each group had about fifteen people in it. There's like a small herd of camels now that is joining you guys. Uh, in addition to like, and they're all like loading up the camels and stuff. Uh, they're and the supplies that they're giving you are basically they they communicate. Redbeard told them to basically split off some of the supplies to help support you guys as well uh, through the journey because it's, it's a relatively far uh, journey. So you will have plenty of time to just, you know, talk to Redbeard uh, along the way um, as are you guys uh, they're pretty like they pretty uh, they they get pretty much everything set up uh, mm-hmm. and Redbeard will walk over to the pair of you or excuse me, not the pair of you, the group of you uh, with all reliable mm. uh, just kind of standing behind him. And he says, all reliable is going to stay here in my stead just in case. Uh, but I will be personally going with you. I've been on this journey too long to turn back now. Uh, And you see All Reliable sort of looks down, uh, looks kind of like has a sad, droopy face in that moment. Uh, And Redbeard turns around, puts a hand on All Reliable's shoulder and says, it's okay. If I don't come back, I know you'll finish the mission without me. And if I do, it's because I succeeded. Uh, and all right, we'll just nods. Hey, and Redbeard, yes, what is the mission? 
Like, what exactly is your plan? To get to the bottom of what caused this, Mm -hmm. try to stop it, and bring order back to this place. Do you have a... Get rid of all this... Specific strategy or tactic for reversing this? Mm. Or you just... Well... Yeah, because it's hard to stop something that's already been done. I think first things first, we need to take a look at that there portal. That's my Mm. first thought. At the very least, if we can close that, we can stop more things coming in. Mm -hmm. And then we can begin the hard work of figuring out how best to live with the way the world is now. Work towards a brighter future. Well, I have a feeling... That uh, if if mm, Tafrara and her memories had a way uh, of building this weapon, then maybe there's a way of subduing it. If we could potentially reverse engineer a, the, a similar weapon to what they was looking for, maybe there's a way we could eradicate a lot of the magic that is still ravaged in this land. That would be my mm. suggestion or idea. And I would appreciate, and I'll turn around to Hushi and be like, I would appreciate your minds uh, on this one. Maybe we can do some thinking along the way. Yes. we got time. Yes, on the way I'll sketch out some plans. And Hushi's already like taking out like part, like their scroll and like like this quill and they're like drawing graphs and diagrams. Or they're like thinking through this problem. Yeah. Uh, as you say this, uh, Redbeard takes the reins of one of the camels, steps up onto it, like swings up with the agility of a much younger man, uh, looks down and he says, I hope you all don't mind, but I'm feeling a little impatient. Let's talk about it on the road. Uh, and starts to ride off in the direction, in, the, in a westerly direction. Uh, I'll, I'll turn around to Lula and say, hey, Lula, why don't you go catch up and ask your questions and... If he's not forthcoming with answers, just remind him that we know the location of where his brother's bodies are. Absolutely. Lily, I think you could do a fine job catching up right now, especially with your new saddle. And I give her a, a, a good, encouraging pat. <laughs> she says, get along, little doggy," and runs towards uh, Redbeard uh, and pulls up next to him. Uh, as basically the, this entire convoy now is just to travel across the desert towards the west. What do uh, you say I, to Redbeard? I think I say, hey, Redbeard, I, I know Lula Jack Split hasn't always been a favorite of the Barbarossas, but... Seeing as we are traveling together, I figure we might as well make ourselves somewhat companionable. I I heard about your relationship with Rayadad, and I was curious because I, I, I share a bit of an affection for a noop. I've had a hard time contacting them, have learned that perhaps they are inaccessible right now, indisposed. What has your experience of Radar been? Redbeard takes like a deep breath and says, Well, Radar is actually one of the newer gods. Now, you may be familiar with one of the, uh, one of his former names, Ray, mm. god of the sun. Sun god, yeah. The father of order and truth. Ray, uh, like many deities in this chaotic time, mm-hmm. was eventually combined, was conflated, if you will, 
with another god, Hadad, the god who fought the great serpent. And Ray also fought the great serpent. Let me tell, let me ask you a question, Miss Jack Split. Are you familiar with the idea of Chaos Kampf? Chaos Kampf? No, I'm afraid I've yet to be exposed, but I would love to be. Uh, as he continues writing, he looks around, uh, just gazes at the land. He says, many empires have controlled this land, many groups of people. And many people, of course, live in other parts of the world. But one theme that shows up time and time again in their religious belief systems is the idea of the struggle against chaos, the eternal struggle against chaos. Ray fighting the great god Apep, the serpent, chaos at night. As the sun goes down, Ray fights Apep, defeats it, and the sun rises again. Hadad fought the serpent, Lotan, defeated it before the foundations of the world. And out of that elemental chaos came order. I serve the God of order who will bring order to this chaotic world. As for my connection to my gods, well, it's never been stronger. And he smiles. Starting to wonder. So... In the calamity that happened, it seems as though Ray Dodd, for lack of a better word, almost benefited. Yes, there are many deities whose worship has been uh, helped. The number of followers have swollen uh, with the advent of this chaos, and I suppose Ray Dodd would be among them. Well, bless your heart, because... My sweet Anoop is just hog-tied up somewhere in the ethereal plane, so looks like the fates dealt you a better hand than me. Well, thank you. As one religious folk to another, I always like to talk a little bit of religion, so thank you for indulging me. And then I think that I I say, uh, I got to actually got (laughs) to... Take shits. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> slow my stride to get out of the conversation. <laughs> he just shakes his head and he says, "You never fail to rise below my lowest expectations." <laughs> Absolutely, I tip the piss pot on my head like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on and turn invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I want to ride back to my companions and kind of relay this in hushed, hushed tones and say, I'm a little bit suspicious of Redbeard's God. I think that someone who benefited off of this could have a hand in it. Yeah. Agreed. I'm wondering... If if Tafrara ended up uh, sending this bomb into the ethereal plane, maybe yeah. some of the more canny gods managed to find a way to, uh, shall we say, utilize its power to 
their own ends, destroying gods that were in their way, maybe? I don't know. But It does seem like polytheism gotten more thin after this. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I gathered my intel, so, uh, hut, hut, let's go. <laughs> uh, Redbeard seems uninterested in putting the world back the way it was. He said multiple times about forging a new future in the, you know, mm. order yeah. through the chaos I that's he, here. I think he sees himself very much as becoming some sort of religious king of this land. That's my yeah, that's, that's what feel I'm like seeing sort of, too. Uh, Pope, uh, if you will. Wait a minute, you don't think? Okay. You don't think that he plans not to destroy whatever's doing this? You think he's going to try and I don't know control it or something? <sighs> I wouldn't put hey. that past him. Because because yeah, we we can't I. let that happen. Nope. For sure. I'm for saying, sure. I'm saying that once he had that little, uh, once they had that little zone of truth lasso around them, they just pivoted to kind of talking about mm-hmm. their god of order, mm-hmm. which is a convenient, kind of a convenient way. I mean, anyone who's devoted to a god that became more powerful from this is not necessarily looking to undo this. I can't imagine. Well, let's make sure whatever we do, we're right at the front of this pack, and uh, if we're going into any new areas, let's try and get in there first. Yeah. Yeah. And how about the more information and, uh, we right. get, we we uh, let let's tone down the acceptance of vague statements like "set things right" and get to the mm-hmm. bottom of this <laughs> and all that kind of bull crap. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like we should ask for some specificity, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone's definition of right is yep. uh, not Very always right. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. <laughs> right and left is pretty subject is pretty objective, but other than that, <laughs> I, I'll be completely honest. I have little interest in whatever the hell it is they want to do, and I figure that it look this is this was going to happen and is going to happen regardless of whether we there or not. So it's just down to us to stop it, vagaries or no. So let's just make sure we're in the best position to stop whatever the they got planned. Agreed. And implement our own plan. Let's stay one step right, forward. We're traveling with snakes. <laughs> Tovo, uh, when you're plumbing your memories, can you try to get a map of Kayutha base scrawled out on a piece of parchment? And let's not share this with the Barbarossas. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Mmm, I like that. Nice. Me too. Were you there for that yep. entire interaction? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say he puts a hand on Tovo's shoulder. That looked like it was a real emotional trial that you just went through, and I just want to commend you for handling it as well as you did. Now, I want to let you know I'm here if you need anything. Uh, I'm, I'm here too, uh, Tovo. If you need something. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. So so nice. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I, mean, I shuffle I, my feet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Tur- Turbo just makes direct eye contact with Bud. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get that thing where you get an itch, and then when you scratch it, you get another itch somewhere else? I do get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do get that. It's almost like your boots uh, are winding, but with an itch. Yeah. I'm glad I, we shared I, I, today. I, I, that was great. Let's I turn try around, in silence I turn around from to, now on. 
I, I turn around to Clem and I I remove part of my hel- my my head and I just go. It's a good thing. See, it's handy with me. I can literally take the things away and then I cannot remember it anymore. It's it's nice. Oh man, um, that's both true, sad, and gruesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he looks at the rest of you. Says, just to be clear, we're going to a, a cool safe spot, right? Sorry, no. I missed some of the talk on the train. Yeah, if you want to leave now, yeah, Clem, this is you a yeah. good time to hightail it back. Clem, there's a lot of camels around here, and um, <laughs> we're going somewhere that I think that maybe might not suit the abilities of a librarian. So if you wanted to catch a camel back into town, okay, explore Dido. Uh, all right, let me hey, give that a shot. I he have hops. A, I, I have a, I have a uh, uh, can I can I can I go up to to Redbeard? Yeah, sure. Say, you can ride up to Redbeard. Hey, fella. Uh, uh, we we haven't been introduced. My name's Budge. I'm here with this party. I mean, uh, I, I I know we know each other in uh, by reputation, I suppose, but not in person. Uh, I was just wondering, on the off chance uh, that you might be able to to send off some kind of uh, missive or some kind of letter or something, just uh, asking your uh, your fine uh, 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 your your fine uh, soldiers uh, to uh, just. Uh, let this guy's family go. He's called Clem. Uh, Clem, do you got a second name? No. All right, he's called Clem. <laughs> Clem. Uh, uh, I was really hoping it'd be Clem. <laughs> <laughs> Clem Clem is his full name. <laughs> How'd you know? I don't like to tell people about it. <laughs> it's been real embarrassing my whole life. Clem Clem. Clem Clem. Clem. <laughs> Any chance you could do that for us? The clam, clam, clam. The clam, clam, clam. Oh, oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> okay, no, no. Uh, roll a persuasion check. Oh, that's not good. It's not my best. Uh, okay. Oh, plus one. Okay, that's a, that's a seventeen. Oh. Um, Redbeard looks thoughtful for a moment. Uh, turns off to one of the riders. Uh, points and says. You find the Clem family and tell them Clem's okay and tell those guarding them the Clems are not to be touched. Leave the Clems alone. And they're like, you, you keep saying Clem. It, feel, it feels like you said Clem an unnecessary number of times. Not a finger is to be laid on the head of any Clem. I don't want to hear of a single Clem being injured. Not one hair... Sorry, do y'all have hair? We can grow it. Okay, not one hair for any clams who have grown the hair is to be touched on the head of any clam. The clams go free. Wow. <laughs> like, ready. Oh. Okay, that's still a lot of clams. Uh, I'm just gonna ride before, ride away before we, this goes any further. He just like turns <laughs> off and rides. The one just rides off in the back and says, the clams are fine. Redbeard, I appreciate your clemency. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Take a point of inspiration. Yeah. (laughs) That was great. Uh, So, is there anything else that. Because you guys are. This is going to be like a uh, couple days. A couple days. A couple days. Great. Um, Actually, then over the course of that, I kind of wanted to ask Hoosier a question. 
Yeah. If if there's time, I I, I ride. Up, I like that we're doing all this like little riding up to each other for a little one. <laughs> no, we, we should just stay to a group. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, we keep riding apart. I, I can ask it around everyone. It's nothing private. Um, oh no, it's okay. We'll ride off. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on back. I mean, y'all might oh. learn something. Right. Uh, Hoosier, mm. I, I was I was kind of wondering. So I, I kind of had this revelation um, that uh, that my power right now isn't coming from my god and it's instead kind of coming from my belief which is kind of like it is coming from me and and i know that we work really different magics but i was kind of wondering like if you had any kind of conceptualization of where your power comes from or how you do magic or or uh, yeah i i I just got me curious (laughs) Well, of course, uh, where I'm from, Dulimbai Gurun, it is a <sighs> country teeming with magic. Um, and the kind of magic that I learned ever since I was young is kind of book magic. Uh, and I think I like enlarge the scroll and I like show it to Lula and I like bring up the different spells and I say oh whenever I learn a new spell I've recorded here uh, see this is my shield spell uh, this is fireball you see the fireball is currently like grayed out because uh, I didn't prepare it <laughs> it's not prepared right now yeah, I like leaf through the different like levels of spells I can do and you see like empty pages for like higher higher levels I haven't achieved yet um, a lot of this is just rote memorization it's about learning the theory behind magecraft and applying it, uh, learning the correct phrases, mm-hmm. gestures to speak to then enact my will in the real world. So the magic is just kind of there, and you just gotta learn how to use it. Exactly. And it doesn't come from a god. No. Okay. It doesn't. I'm actually quite uh, impressed with the kind of magic you channel. I was noticing on the uh, train fight and elsewhere that you your smites, your presence. It's quite impressive, actually. It's very astonishing. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Well, here's the thing. is that I kept thinking that it came from a noop, and now that I know it's coming from me, it it's just made me really curious. <laughs> well, it seems like there's magic everywhere. We just have to know where to look for it. And it seems like your magic comes from... And Husha reaches down and puts, like, a big pancake hand uh, on your chest... From right in here. As long as you believe in yourself, you can do anything, Lula. I can do anything. Ha. I can do anything. That's right, I can do anything. Lily, do a flip with me on your back. <laughs> <laughs> you roll an acrobatics check for Lily. This is I did not expect that to happen. That's a natural five. Wait, I, I chrono shifted. I chrono shifted. So she can roll again. Okay. Yeah. She rolls again. Not funny. <laughs> so, so what you see? What you see, is, what, you see Lily jump into the air, start to corkscrew, and then like you see as she's about to plow straight into the sand, just and you see Lula's face about to like smack straight into a pile of sand. I'm like and about to, but I just keep saying, "I believe in me. I believe in me." <laughs> you, you see them rewind and then just. Just do a full-on, like, flawless, uh, full-on gymnastics, like, six flips in the air, just... 
Well, I'm kind Maybe. of in acrobatics that honestly a dog should not be able to perform. <laughs> like, no canine should be able to do this. Uh, you see at one point, uh, Lula is like handstanding hand on Lily's back as she's like flipping through the air. Uh, I think, Lula, you even let go and are just flying through and then land flawlessly on, on Lily's back as she continues running. Does her surname happen to be Biles by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hoosier. That was an unreasonably good pep talk. <laughs> I don't know if that was me. That was wow. Defied the laws of There truly is magic. There's truly magic in books and words. Uh, Tobo's going to turn around to Budge and be like, see, I have this theory that actually what's happening here is that she's, you know, half dead, so she's got an intrinsic connection to wherever the hell it is that Anoop's being held, hap- like, held captive. That's probably what's happening here. I mean, the power of belief don't get you to do that. Jesus. Like, I can't even believe that it's happening. Like, I know we see some messed up stuff, but that was literally yeah. on. You don't get that on Earth. Alone. No, no, <laughs> fucking G, like you know, Lord knows I should have made a lot more shots than I've I'm, 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 I'm hit if I could just will myself to do it. You know, if I willed myself right now, I could destroy this goddamn army. But somehow, <laughs> Tobo's gonna go. Tobo's gonna look down at Camel and be like. Nope, that is a bad idea. Let's keep going. <laughs> if anybody can do just it. riding around. I was just riding around in the background being like, I'm magic. I'm fucking magic. <laughs> what have you done? Oh, dear Lord. Everybody give so, me a little white birth for a minute. <laughs> uh, is there anything anybody wanted to el- or else wanted to take care of specifically on the ride over? Because I think Redbeard is largely leaving you all to your devices. Like it's. If you come to him, then he's willing to engage. But he's basically, uh, if you all don't wish to, he's not like pushing his people to spend time with you. He's basically giving you the supplies and are camping together. Uh, like you're basically, it's almost like a mini camp on next to a bigger camp that you have uh, at nights and like throughout the days. Uh, so if if there's anything anybody wanted to take care of, uh, it's like a full on three day journey. Uh, when, if, uh, uh, excuse me, there's a full on three day journey, uh, out to Zerzura. So if there's anything that anybody wished to take care of during that time, uh, let me know now. If not, absolutely fine. We can move on. Uh, I think one thing Tovo would like to one night starts a big, like create bonfire. Um, uh, and, uh, it's just going to like go around. I'm going to see if I can wrestle some hope milk. Uh, from um, the sort of uh, any of the supplies, maybe there might even be some hopes with us. Get the I don't good know. fermented hope milk. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, their Redbeard Barbarossa has brought no hope milk. <gasps> no hope milk. There a is no other wild on that. That is, that is just yeah, what crazy. Like, what's yeah. wrong I need with to that? do. I'm yeah. gonna roll an insight on why he Can I give Luna advantage as we stare at Redbeard? Like, what do you mean you didn't bring no goddamn hope milk? I can't <laughs> I even it. drink. Absolutely. 
but I, I have it. a minus one to uh, insight, but thanks to that, uh, thanks to the advantage, I still got a fourteen. Hey, <laughs> you look, and uh, as you as you like are saying the words hope milk, uh, you just see Redbeard staring at L- at Lulo like this intense for the first time, this intense anger, <laughs> just like glaring directly at Lulo, and he's like. <laughs> I think it's best if we let the topic of hoats go for now. Oh, wow. What? Hey, guys, everyone, huddle up. Abandon the mission. We have to find out what happened with hoats. <laughs> <laughs> this is our new main quest. <laughs> this is a new quest. We ride away from the camp immediately in search of Redbeard's secret hoats stash. <laughs> if anything's worth derailing the whole campaign, it's this. Um, I'll I'll go around and find whatever beverage I can uh, and basically just want to like do a little campfire moment with with the team all together Um, I think Bunch probably has they do have goat milk they do have goat milk but no hot milk (laughs) Bunch probably has a hookah like stashed about his person like a portable hookah he can get out and we can share that we can we'll put some we'll put some in the in the goat milk (laughs) we're all like I'm like oh Is it just goat? Is it just goat on its own? It's not ain't the same, is it? And, uh, God, it doesn't feel right. Horse. It feels wrong. Well, can I have like, pure five food and drink to try and make it like a is little more horses? like goat milk? Jeremy, is there horses? <laughs> milk? Are there horses like in the group? Yes. Roll oh, for horse. I get why he hates the oat milk because it's what? a combination. It's chaos and not order. Oh. Maybe. Um, maybe. Could be. Uh, natural 20. Fuck, what a waste of a natural 20. <laughs> you know what? There is not only not only is there a horse, they inexplicably brought a very pregnant horse. Turbo fully spends time absolutely lactating. Uh, time milking the horse creates hope milk. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like in a big like like a big like uh, thing like thing of it, I'm like carry it past Redbeard and I'm like, don't worry, I got us covered. <laughs> um, so the- some of the guys going you don't want to let the boss know what's in that. It's not a good idea. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll stick it. I'll, I'll go stick it over the fire and make some warm hope milk uh, for us all to sip. Uh, and then I'm going to gather from around and we're like, okay, so this one time. And basically, Turbo just goes into a full ghost story around the campfire. <laughs> um, uh, and if I, yeah, if so I can, I want to like try and I want to try and get Camel on a harmonica at like the edge, like uh, the the uh, the mo- <laughs> like like the dramatic moments to just add yeah. a bit of like. <laughs> Camel's <laughs> somehow holding with his cloven hooves yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the harmonica and just blowing <laughs> into it. We all have little hope milk mustaches as we listen, wrapped. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, Wonderful. Um, yeah. So yeah. Tell some tell some ghost stories, and then I think uh, basically before I go to bed, I'll take Hushia's side, and I'll just say like, I um, would you mind uh, help me with this? I, I don't really want to go back into that on my on my own. I feel a little um, uh, it doesn't feel good. Of course, of course. F- foreign. Uh, would you mind uh, you detecting my thoughts? Uh Absolutely. And you notice that, like, Husha's knees are knocking together because they were really scared of the ghost stories. And, like, they, like, they raise their hands. <laughs> but they, like, hit it. You know, they, like, put their mask back on. <laughs> like, to hide how scared yeah, they were. Just- 
just as we're like walking away and I'm like yeah you know that was real I actually saw that ghost you know it probably wasn't too far from me now think but about stop, it stop stop <laughs> no no more no what what oh, all right. I, I chug I chug oat milk hey look look look, look. as long as you don't look as long as you don't look into the reflection of the hope milk oh, no. say the God name three it. times please you're fine. don't stop I can't <laughs> okay let's detect your thoughts uh, and I, I gently cut uh, All that's going around my head right now is just ghost hoats. And that's all that's happening in Tobo's <laughs> mind right now. He's just thinking about ghost hoats. I, I shiver. Uh, yeah, so but- it's like the elephant scene. It's like the pink elephant scene in Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. Just like ghost hoats <laughs> prancing through. Uh, he counts the hoats to, uh, to, uh, when he's uh, in, in stasis <laughs> instead of sleeping. He just counts hoats. Um, yeah, so I basically want to plug the memory back in. Uh, and I'm basically mm. just going to pour... I don't know whether... Uh, if there's any more that I can like mine, but if not, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go through the exact same thing like several times mm. over, no matter how hard it is, and just note okay. down like every tiny detail, like every doorway which leads there. Any like, if I look through a window, I'm gonna try and pause the memory of whatever and like yes. look through it and glean information. And basically, like, if I can get some sort of layout, at least for like where the control room is, where those pods were. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think also any information I have pertaining to the weapon, because I think in Turbo's Mm -hmm. head, the only way they probably get out of this alive is if they can, like, reverse engineer something, even on a smaller scale, to, like, EMP the mat, like, do you know what I mean? Like, get rid of the Barbarossa's magic or, do you know what I mean? And maybe that is the key then to, like, saving towns that are, like, consumed with magic. We can, you know, so any, any, any information on, like, what this... Uh, how this bomb could work in any way they could potentially use it in a positive way. Um, okay. Uh, is Hoosier looking through these memories with you, uh, uh, basically counting as like a help action in this context? I think in, in my head, I'm like, if Hoosier is like seeing it all, like Hoosier could be like, oh, what's that? Like be mm-hmm. pointing stuff yeah, out. Yeah, like definitely right. helping you, know you what out. I mean? like, that's, yep. Okay. That's what I'm imagining. I, like go back to that bit, like rewind. <laughs> I want to like specifically pause on Tefrara's yeah. notes about <laughs> the bomb. Could, could, can, can we say that Tobo's yeah. now uh, got like VHS controls on the side, like just, uh, like, just uh, like on, on this uh, underneath yeah. his, uh, uh, his hat, he's just got a little yeah. VHS like pause, rewind, and you can hear the tape. It's like yeah. re- rewinding his head. <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah. Roll, uh, roll a history check with advantage. Then okay, uh, okay. I'm going to use my knowledge of a past life. It's not too bad, but I want to. Ooh, that's good. So that's a 17 plus 5. So... So 22. 22. Okay. You get not only a very detailed map of the layout of this place, uh, at least the, like... Uh, Tafrara saw the whole thing, so you get a detailed layout. You get, you know, though, that she spent most of her time uh, in some of the lower levels doing specific, like, research and testing on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, like, from her studies of the bomb, it seems to have been uh, those I, that theory of primordial magic that she'd been studying, the idea that similar to, like, particles of matter, there's particles of magical, like, there's mm-hmm. particles of magic that make up spells, the idea that it's able to be affected by intention in much the same way that, like, reality is affected by thought on, mm-hmm. like, a quantum level, like, like perception. Ob- observation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perception, perception and yeah, stuff sure. like that. 
can affect actual reality, that sort of thing. Uh, and the idea, like the, the relationship between consciousness and reality, and specifically how they're able to then, if they're able to theorize about these magical particles that are similar to real life particles, well, if it's possible to split a real life atom, what happens if you split a magic oh, atom? Uh, like what kind you're, I mean, you're going to cause an explosion. And that was when they realized that this was not just go like when they, when they really started doing tests, that was when they realized that this was not just going to wipe out magical devices. This is going to have some crazy, essentially magically magical radiation type effects. Mm -hmm. This is going to mess everything up. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also with a 22, because it was a DC 20, oh. uh, you see in, uh, Tafrara's memories uh, where she went wrong in regards to her understanding of the ethereal plane. Uh, like you and Husha are looking through. She thought that it was just some like you know, that, that classic harmless demiplane that just exists, exists <laughs> next to us. What she didn't realize and actually you're able to see now, especially Tova with the context of the further research she's done. Mm -hmm. uh, and Husha, even with your glimpses into the ethereal plane, uh, you two are able to understand that the ethereal plane actually doesn't just like exist between this world. It exists between this world and a lot of other worlds. Right. It like permeates multiple dimensions. And similar to what Anupaz said, that there was like a spike driven through reality by this weapon, mm -hmm. this by dumping all of that energy into the ethereal plane, they basically drove a spike right through all of the realities, unleashing, all, not only did they flood the, the, the ethereal plane with magical energy that is now spilling into this realm in all kinds of uncontrollable ways, they have opened portals multiple portals like they thinned the 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 space between worlds there are spots where the ethereal plane is now permeable and it's likely that some of the things that have been coming through some of the weirder things uh for example lil uzi uh may have originated in a farther like farther away place and actually who sure with that history check you would recognize that that thing that was at the far end of the that like that portal that rip that uh Tafara was looking at bears a strong resemblance to the place that you found yourself in when you had used mind spike on the infected uh temporally displaced chicken and you had been like floating in a void filled with like flo uh, you'd seen like uh, far away what looked like stars or floating lights off in the distance uh, and then tentacles appearing and surrounding you black tentacles that is reminiscent of what you, what is what uh, Tafrara saw it's ba it looks like it could be the same place but there's all these other places and energy from all of them that's coming through and it's likely that even some of the rules so uh, quote unquote of some of those places Places, is now applying to like parts of here it, where it's particularly permeable parts of this realm that is parts of this dimension where the uh, where things are particularly permeable I um I actually have a little idea um the it might take us a, a little while but if we get out of all of this I think there might be a way that we don't undo or fix anything but I think there's a way that we could help people my understanding of uh, particles in the same way, you can split the particles, but um, you know how the sun, uh, 
most people theorize that basically that is caused by having two particles pushed together so hard that they actually combine, uh, releasing a huge amount of energy, but also then creating a mass that brings things to it. And so there may be a way of us creating some sort of um, magical hoover, almost, a little uh, pool. <laughs> now, anyone uh, with magic or anyone magic within them would need to be far away because they might get sucked into that thing, but it could be provide a safe haven should you need to get rid of a magical thing like a tentacle ooze monster that does not belong in this plane of existence, potentially. Mm. Look, I'm theorizing this is big stuff. We got a big job ahead of us before we get to that point. But uh, I like the idea of a big magical sun to save Otaru. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I am... I have to admit my ambitions are greater. I wonder if there's a way to just reverse all of this. Bring it back to before the war even started. Reverse time entirely. With the knowledge we have now, bring it back to those people, tell them this is what will happen, or by force, or... I don't know. Budge, Budge looks over at Nebet for a second, and then back to the group. Doesn't say anything. I think Hoosier actually is going gonna, is gonna to turn to Budge uh, at this and say, Budge, would you... Would you want to be normal again? I don't know. Uh, I never really... Th- thought about that um as a means to an end I guess it'll be fine but I mean permanently back to the man you used to be and and Nebit could be a leopard and a flamingo again and I don't know I mean I can't speak for Nebit she uh what I want for her is uh is irrelevant She's got her own mind, and she wants for herself. Uh, I, I don't know. There are a lot of things I want, and if if becoming normal again means I get those things, then uh, I'm all for it. I guess it kind of depends. For her part, Nebit looks. Uh, for her part, Nebit <laughs> looks slightly affronted yeah. at the idea of having to go back to, to the way that she I, was. I'll, I'll look at Nebit. Go well. If it's any consolation, Nebit, I have a feeling that. She's playing, I, I like it, and I'm willing to try if we can come up with a way. But um, most likely, it would probably create like a split situation in which out there somewhere, there is a universe in which this bomb doesn't go off and all of us are living our lives as we were pre-Calamity. But I think, I don't know if much would change for us. We're already on a path, and I, I, I don't know if it's possible for us to change that. But hey! You're the time wizard, so what do I know? Yeah, Jeremy, real quick, how does time travel work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> real quick, just yeah. Like, you can just summarize you, you it in a lot like of lore. You, just yeah. lore. <laughs> you know what? Real quick, you probably have like a, a cliff quick notes, paragraph. Cliff notes, uh, <laughs> quick cliff notes. Um, roll a history check, actually. Who sure? Ah, uh, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, hey uh, yeah, I'm also thinking a lot about time and slippages, and uh, I think, uh, can I assist? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay, great, yay! Because that was a six. <sighs> okay, I'm going to chrono shift, because we're resting, so I, I'll get a bag yeah. and I can do it yeah, twice. Yeah, 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 we're fine. Okay, that's a 20. Okay. Um, am I correct in thinking, Budge, that you 
did tell people not about what you saw necessarily when you were inside, when the ooze had taken over you, but when you attacked the ooze and you met uh, Mariam, for example, you had told people what you'd seen and the fact that you got Mariam in the hat. Uh, Yeah, I think I was pretty upfront about all of that. I'd say, yeah. I think they know as much as I do about that particular situation, yeah. Now, Husher, you are obviously aware of various forms and instances of time slippage that is occurring, that certain places are moving faster, certain places are moving slower. But that is the only instance of verifiable time travel that you have encountered so far. Mariam existed inside of the ooze. She had already been absorbed. It had already happened. And when Budge killed Lil Uzi, something in Budge's mind uh, allowed him to basically transport his consciousness in some way back in time and change things. Uh, Of course, Lil Uzi also had existed outside of Budge. So the fact that Lil Uzi is inside of Budge, like, it's clearly possible but that t- Lil Uzi and its weird temporal distortion is the only thing that you have seen so far that indicates any actual real substantial time travel that allows you to change the past and affect the present. Well, I'm wondering if there's any way that I could send my mind back to Tafrara before that moment. I was thinking that exactly. The bomb... I don't know if we'll be able to prevent the bomb from yeah. deploying, but the coordinates, we could change it to the sea, yeah. uh, to the star sea, where that tentacle monster is. Yeah. Just detonate it out there or something like that. Detonate it, not the ethereal plane, not this veil that connects all the planes together, but to one of these random planes and maybe prevent all of this. Oh, it's a plan. It's a plan. <laughs> See how it goes. To get to that stage in the first place, Budge, you had to slay the slime monster. There's no, I'm assuming, I'm hoping, there's no similar equivalent here in Kayutha. It's I, just the portal. I feel like it wouldn't be hard to find. I don't know. Find. I don't know what <laughs> might right, have set up fair. residents in that area. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, assuming that, right. that ooze monster came from there. Like, that would be my okay. assumption. Yeah. Then let's just kill it real good. I mean, that if 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 it is what you said it is, and it's a portal to lots of different worlds, uh, I mean, I think it'd be somewhat foolish to believe that nothing's come through there in the last mm. however many goddamn years it's been for for that place. Let's get ready to kick some ass. Yeah. Uh, I think my knees are still knocking together as I say that because uh, this is on the heels of the ghost there story. There probably now. won't be hot ghosts there, just so you know who she. Don't even. <laughs> Please, Bunch. Hey, maybe we Lula should. could maybe. cast heroism on uh, on Hoosier, but she decides it's adorable. <laughs> oh. I like that name. This loud thunking of these huge knees. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we should. Night, I snuggle up next to Lula. I'm so scared. <laughs> okay, I guess I cast a little heroism on you <laughs> and pretend like it's just my soothing presence. <laughs> Given that a lot of the party is uh, half dead or nearly dead, maybe Hope Ghosts is a good name for our little party. <laughs> the Hope Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the Hope 
Hoosier and the Hope Ghost. For what is yeah, Hoosier and the Hope Ghost. For what is worth, uh, for what is worth, Jeremy. I don't, I don't, I know. I probably can't. They probably can't use their proficiency. But whenever we get a chance, I'll be trying to train uh, uh, Lulu and Budge in uh, using guns, uh, just showing them and training them and stuff. Not that it might might make a difference. I don't know. Uh, mm. We've got a couple of days, so. Can I can yeah. I just put some of this sand in and shoot off one round just to see what it does? I'll grab another sure. rifle, Brett, oh ready. Sure. Okay, this is this is going to be exciting. Uh, roll me. Wait, wait, wait. Do you take it? Why, why don't Why yeah. doesn't Hushia do it with the with the mage hand so you're not holding on to it when it goes off? I'm about to do a long rest. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> Everyone, roll back up! Uh, back up! She believes in herself. D, roll me a D100. She believes in herself roll too me. much. Oh no, the D100 is never good. Yeah, you need to remember, I'm magic. What could go wrong? <laughs> Please roll a hundred. I got a twelve. Oh no! You got a twelve. <laughs> that's um, that's either really good or really bad. Roll me a D10. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay, so you guys see Lula aims this gun at the target uh, filled with magic sand and as as the bullet, you guys see magical energy explode out of this gun. Uh, Lula, uh, you feel all of your bones start to contract and uh, and you guys watch as Lula shrinks by five inches. Just hanging there, just shrinks by five inches. Does it reset the next day or is this permanent? No. Just five inches shorter. No. I need to make sure I can still mount you. It's really awkward now to get off the ground. How tall were you before? Yeah. Um. I was probably like a pretty normal size. Let me see. Asimar are like pretty normal size, I think. Yeah, they're basically the size of a normal human. So like Yeah, so I was probably five, like eight? I was probably like five seven, now I'm five three. <laughs> 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 oh. You're gonna have to readjust a short person now. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. I think your voice got a little high pitched as well. That's uh Shoot it again. Shoot it again. Yeah, do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. I want to see what happens. Let's see how small you Lily, Lily puts a paw on the gun and says, I'm going to have to step in here. Uh, this is, uh, if I have to be the responsible one, I will. Please, ma'am, do not shut fire that gun again. Okay, who sure? I think I'm definitely going to be a little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but you wanted to do something? Oh, I did. Yeah, I just wanted to check in with Mariam. Um, ah, yeah. Say hi, Mariam. Hey there. Hey, hey Mister. How, how, how you doing? How you holding up? Um. Well, I'm still inside of a hat, so I'm doing okay, I guess, as far as hats go, Mister. I, I got to say, um. I've been hearing what y'all are saying. It sounds real interesting. Um, you think there's any way you might be able to to help me? Part of that. I think that's. I think that's what we're doing. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think this is the best way that we might be able to help you. Because what happened to you, I think, was 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 down to this. 
this thing that we're going to try and uh, change in some way. Um, and if I see any opportunity to make it work for you, I'm going to do it. Listen, well, I, thank you. Uh, you you've been real brave. And mm -hmm. I I know you've you've been through some uh, some real scary shit uh, stuff. Excuse my uh, Swahili. Uh, Say the bad we, word. We got a guy, you know, Tovo. Uh, he's got he's friends. Oh, I say friends. He's got this camel with him who seems like a real nightmare. And uh, the camel ain't been through half the stuff you've been through. So uh, I I want to say I'm, I'm 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 grateful to have you on board, and I'm I'm grateful that you you you're holding up so well. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I had a I had a daughter, uh, not far from your age, actually. Um, really? Yeah, she was uh, she was kind of like you. She was real brave. She was real smart. She listened. She she watched things and she she knew stuff. She was she was she was smarter than her parents. She was certainly smarter than me. Uh, I always said she was going to be a scientist. She had this thing where she would uh, she would collect rocks. I know it don't sound like a smart thing to do, but 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 she would she would bring them home all different kinds, and she had an eye for it. She would she would bring home rocks that were shaped like uh, perfectly flat, or perfectly round, or shaped like some kind of shell or something. But uh, she, uh, I always thought she was going to do big things when she grew up. And uh... anyway, my point is, uh, is it? I want to try something. Is there anything that you? Would you like to do? Um. Like any place or any place that you you love to go, you know, when you can go places. Well, uh, yeah. I, I, my mom used to take me to the fair. We used to we used to have fun there. Um, well, the fair fair had shut down about a year before. Um, before that day um but but we would still visit the town you know they still had well at least they had more food um but yeah I, I like to go on the fair they had they had this ride where you'd sit on it like you'd stand and they'd spin you'd be standing on like a, a like a round thing and they'd spin it and then the round thing would drop out from under you and you'd just be floating there, still spinning in the air, just sort of like out of control, um, just flipping all around. Um, I, Mama said it was some kind of spell that they were using to kind of keep us in place and float when the thing dropped out. But I really liked that. Um, although one time I, I went on it after I ate and it didn't go so well, but... <laughs> Um, as 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 she's describing all of this, um, Budge is going to try and um, like try and imagine it, like build a sort of image of it in his head and be like as clear. And he's going to ask for like all of the details of it and like what they look like, the shape, the size, like how they related, what the weather's like, all of that kind of stuff, and try and like really, really develop a picture of it in his mind. Mm. Um, and as he's doing this, he's going to ask, uh, "Now, now you don't." Do you, do you, do you see anything, or do you, do you feel anything? Roll me. We will say a history check with advantage. 
Okay. Okay, that's 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 good. Okay. Uh, um, it's good. Uh, that was a. It was a natural nineteen, but it's an eighteen because history sucks. Okay. Uh, as you are like imagining this place uh, as clearly as possible, she says, "Yeah, yeah, I, I see it, but, but, Mister, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with it. It, it's all." It's all covered in goo. It's like it's all gooey. It, it's it's like it's like it's trying to move or something, Mister. I don't know. It, it looks right. It's it's the colors, but oh no! Now the colors are changing, Mister. I told you it was it was red and white stripes, not red and black stripes. Okay, I dropped the image. Oh, sorry, Miriam. Uh, I just thought I was. I just tried tried to do something nice for you. That's all. No, no, thank you, thank you so much. I'm, Mister. I've I've been real scared for a long time, and and I just want to say thank you so much for for taking care of me and um and and maybe one day I can I can meet your daughter and we can play and she can show me the rocks. I mean, I I don't really much care for rocks, but she sounds awful nice. Yeah, yeah, she was. And after what you've done for me, I, giving me, saving me, protecting me from that thing, and and keeping me safe, is is the least I could do. Now, I don't want to sound optimistic, but I, I feel like you ain't gonna have to be brave, or scared, for all that much longer. Um, so uh, you you. You hang tight, and uh, and I'll, whatever this big thing is we're about to do, you should know that I'll I'll do everything I can to get you out of there. All right. All right. You hear like a uh, you can hear like a hard swallow, and then all right. Thank you, Mister. It's nothing. All right. Sweet. So, um, the following morning, when you all finally arrive at the edge, uh, there's a point I should mention, actually, along the way. Uh, Budge, you you get to see a landmark that you have seen before. Uh, The rest of you may not have seen this, uh, but there's a part of the great, uh, because in order to get farther, you have to cross the Great River, known by multiple names. For the purpose of brevity, we will say Iteru, the Iteru River. Uh, It was a huge river that ran through this region. It was actually the river that Budge was in at the time that the calamity occurred. Uh, But Budge, there's a spot on this river that you have noticed, that you actually had noted on the map. Uh, it was, it's a spot that you guys actually, in sort of, instead of uh, fording the river, because it's a big, you know, scary river, who knows what's inside of that water. Mm-hmm. There's a part of the river where the water just rises in a column up into the air. The river basically appears to flow directly upward. Uh, you cannot see the top. It is not visible. 
uh, Nebit had tried to fly to the top, said there was no top. Uh, the water just goes into the sky, and then miles away, way off in the distance, you can see a pillar of water that appears to be the water, the river coming back down from wherever it went. Mm-hmm. Um, but this essentially serves as a gateway to the far west. Uh <laughs> where Zerzura and you as you pass through this you can just faintly see it off in the distance the shimmer uh this shimmer on the horizon uh and that uh, as you continue closer of course another day passes uh you will eventually arrive on the third day at the edge of this it looks like the biggest, most vast mirage you've ever seen. Like, it's a flat land, though I should uh, specify that the land here is pretty much barren, uh, but there are strange formations. Um, there, Budge, you would have known, there are all kinds of weird slowdowns. Uh, people used to talk about the uh, reappearing, disappearing hoof prints. Like, there's a trail of hoof prints that will disappear and reappear seemingly at random. Uh, always in the same spot, though. Uh, and it's like, and the, the hoof prints have always been known to be heading east. Um, there's all sorts of, like, bizarre... People will talk about strange monsters appearing here, beings made of pure fire, pure water, pure earth, uh, strange creatures that have this ear-splitting howl that caught like can freeze you in your tracks all kinds of madness around here uh and so most people don't usually go this far west this is where the west gets real weird uh and as you all stand at the edge of zerzura this great shimmer the place that no one has yet gone through and returned what do you do This is it. So it seems like we take the water elevator, right? Jump in! <laughs> Cannonball! <laughs> I got, there's a part of me that would like to try that, but um, we might not return. Um, I feel like Tovo's just going to try... Uh, I'm just going to, like, shoulder my kind of, like, cloak off uh, off a bit. Uh, and just, like, all of those, um, those like, uh, f- like, the metal flaps on his body just... Like open up, um, like he's done previously, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna sort of let the I'm gonna sort of try and like let some of the ambient magic uh, in, and just sort of see if it like gets a mm. little see if if it gets too intense, then I'll stop. But like I'm kind of wondering whether this is like yeah. the equivalent of like getting drunk for Tobo. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm wondering because like cause <laughs> like this would be like the I'm guessing the most intense like amount yes. that. Yeah, By like far. just to see if it does anything differently to his body, to his mechanism. Do you know what I mean? If it has any effect on him. <laughs> yeah, roll me a con. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I've actually got pretty good con. Uh... Oh, that's a seventeen plus six. Uh, so tw- uh, twenty-three. Ooh. You feel this, uh, all of you who are standing here, like at the edge of this, you can hear just the faintest. It's like, uh, it's almost in a frequency that your ears are unable to hear, but you can just hear the faintest, like, humming that is like emitting from here and just filling the air. Tova, as you 
raise all of your flaps and begin to take in some of this energy, you feel that it starts to like, like it's like it's as if you just plugged yourself mm. in to a yeah. socket. Just okay. Uh, it's it feels every every nerve and every circuit feels like it's on fire for a moment, but you're able to kind of like. Uh, bear down through it. Uh, and Tovo, Tovo, you gain, uh, you feel as this magic courses through you, uh, you gain an inspiration. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's as, it's, you are able to essentially harness enough of this magic. You feel that this magic is in its, its, its rawest state. It's completely unpredictable. It could be anything. It even seems to, uh, it could even affect the probability of events. Uh, and so, Tovo, you with this raw magic energy, you can, uh, use that inspiration to give your self-advantage on any role uh, at any point. Sweet. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, what's our thoughts here, gang? I- I- I'm gonna turn to Budge and just like, Budge, um, I, I, I you, uh, you usually are good to take point on these kind of things, and uh, I would like to know what you, um, what's the best way you're thinking of us heading through this? Do we keep our eyes on Redbeard and stay near the front, or do we... I mean, I feel like we should go first, but I just don't know what the best decision is. What do you think? Um... Uh, can I... Uh, it, well, first of all, uh, I was going to say, well, my experience, it's always best to send a guinea pig first. So I reckon... We might not want to be right at the tip of the spear, mm. if you know what I'm saying. Okay. So, like uh, second place. Yeah, maybe test the waters. So, so we'll to let speak. someone go, and then we kind of scooch in. Oh, sorry, we didn't see you there, and just be, you know, get in there. Okay, well, that makes sense. You yeah, guys see. As you guys are talking, you see Redbeard uh, riding across the front of the formation towards you, uh, just like along the edge of the shimmer. And he rides up to you all and says, Now, y'all are free to travel with us. That is the plan. Uh, if you wish, you can be near me in the center of the vanguard. Excuse me, but just behind the, the vanguard. Uh, some of my troops will go in front. How does that sound? Yeah, that's okay with me. Um, can I can I do a little divine sense oh. on this area? I know it's 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 technically looking for a celestial fiend undead, um, but I I suppose why not just do mm. it and see if there's any sort of like whiff of ethereality or something okay. like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you activate your divine <laughs> sense, uh, roll me a, an Arcana check. Arcana, yes. okay, plus one. Come on, baby, let's crit. I think we crit this time. I think we're gonna crit. That's a two. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So, so total of a three. <laughs> You, uh, automatically, like, Divine Sense automatically works. You sense every kind of energy that you can possibly sense mm-hmm. with this ability just all around you. Um, how... It's all okay. Yeah, it's, just, it's a big, muddy... Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. But you don't know, you can't, you. you can't, like, tell exactly what's what and why this is happening. Exactly. With a two, you're just like, dang. 
<clears throat> that makes sense in a chaotic world of spilled magic. <laughs> mm. Oh, actually, I will, I'll turn around to the group and say, um, if there's anyone that you get a sense that we shouldn't trust or might be sneaking off to go somewhere, if you see anything like that, let me know, because I have the means to keep an eye on them, keep tabs on them, should they... I'm just thinking if we suddenly look around, if we suddenly realize that Redbeard's trying to go off on his own to a different area or something, we should just... Uh, mm. I'll try and mark him so we know at least where he is. I think Redbeard's the one to keep... If you can be subtle about it, go for it, Tobo. Yeah, I, I, I'll yeah. wait for a bit, but uh, if, if it looks like he's going to get out of our sight, then I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I, I do that. Uh, this shimmering boundary, does it look like uh, the non-glass... Uh, that Tefrara was reaching through in the memory? Very similar. Okay. Yeah, very, very similar. Can I try to see what's up with the veil specifically? Like, does it denote, like, a threshold? Like, is there a special kind of weird magic at work here or something else? Because it feels kind of different from the ambient, like, magic soup all around us. Yes. I think that you guys would have... Um even actually, I can just tell you because you, with your research, you guys rolled high enough with this history check to have kind of an understanding of how this bomb was supposed to work. Basically, the farther away from the event, from the nexus of the event, the weaker it gets, the weaker the effect gets, and the closer, the stronger it gets. And essentially, this is a the this because you are so close uh, to the actual event itself to where the bomb went off. There is this is essentially like a what would be the word like the core of the radiation that has come out that is just sort of pooled here, uh, like the center of the fallout. That's just sort of. And you can, like, even looking at it, you can faintly see bits of that shimmer breaking off and floating off of the, off of, like, the wall of shimmer that you're standing in front of, as if it's, like, dissipating ever so slowly into the surrounding landscape. It's almost, in fact, as you're standing here, really what this seems like is the, especially since the hum that you're hearing is so reminiscent of, like, the same feeling that you got when you first arrived in Utatum and were, like, looking at the magical water and that weird tingling sound, or, excuse me, weird tingling feeling, that's tingling sensation now is so strong that really what you're seeing is like a physical manifestation of what has really been happening uh, on a magical level, which is you just getting closer and closer to the center. Mm -hmm. So the wall is more of like a visual representation of what is magically happening. And this is just a spot where the magic is out of control. Real out of control and real, real strong. Got it. Thank you. Um, uh, Redbeard yeah. looks. Okay. Redbeard looks at you all and says, "Are we ready to get into formation?" Oh, sweet Jesus! I most certainly <laughs> am. Yep, we okay. sure are, <sighs> friends. Uh, you s- go ahead. I look directly at friend at Redbeard when Hoosier says friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Redbeard just glares at you and then turns away angrily. <laughs> uh, I just go, I just go, uh, I take my hat off, wave it in the air, and I go, Hushi, Ghost Totes, are you ready? <laughs> I still object to the name, but yes, yes, I'm ready. Let's go, Ghost Totes! <laughs> 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 
ghost totes. And that's it for this episode of Outlaws and Obelisks. What untold mysteries, horrors, and revelations await our heroes inside the Mirage? Find out in next week's barn burner of an episode. For Jasper William Cartwright, Connie Chong, Emily Axford, and Jonathan Charles, I am your friendly, pending a full investigation, neighborhood dungeon master, Jeremy Cobb. So long, Shire folk. That was a HeadGum Podcast.